on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. Joe is, well, he's not here due to some scheduling conflicts and having to have this episode out on a Saturday versus Sunday like we normally do. Uh, he's got to be at that place uh, really late on Friday, so it's very unfortunate, but he will be back next week and hopefully also throughout this time that he's in once again in a little bit of shift work. But today we are doing the Royal Rumble preview show. We've got our weekly recap. We're going to recap the go-home week leading up to the Royal Rumble with along with NXT 2.0, Rampage, and Dynamite. And then Chad and I have our Royal Rumble predictions along with so many, so many topics to talk about, so many rumors, just so many questions that we have going into this. This is quite possibly the most wide open rumble. There's just so many, so many places we could go with this. I'm excited. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. Chad, are you ready to go? Yep. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 41 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan, joined by Chad, not Joe, scheduling conflict. He'll be back next week. Chad, how you doing? Are you ready for the Pretty Rumble? Good. Are you are you ready for the Rumble? I've never been so excited for a Rumble. I feel like this is the one with how open it is. I just I feel like this might be the one I'm most excited for. I have never been like in the week leading up to a rumble since I've been doing these predictions contests. I think this is year six of them. Now that I've been doing these, I usually have a pretty good idea of who I think is going to win the rumble. And this year I have not a fucking clue for the men's, the women's. I feel like I can narrow it down to a few names. The men's could literally be anybody. That's... Yeah, like last year, I picked the final two of the women's as the two people that I thought were most likely to win. So, like, I was 50-50 on those two. And then they ended up being the final two. So, like, I call that pretty head-on. This year, I have some names, but, like, I couldn't tell you who I think, like, the two most likely are. And I looked at odds today on the internet and was, like, shocked. Hmm. We're going to talk about odds. I've, <laughs> I've got some screenshots that I'm going to be reading off because, boy... There's there's some fucking crazy odds out there on the internet right now. Spicy meatballs, dude. 
fucking insane. All right. Um, we don't have really any news to cover because all the news that came out this week has to do with the Royal Rumble and the Rumble matches themselves. So we are going to be talking about those during the predictions. So we're going to get straight into the weekly wrestling recap and we're going to start with SmackDown. We started with, I think, the Usos in the ring and then or the Usos and Roman, right? And then Rollins came out yep. and then Kevin Owens came out and we this is this was the tag team match that they set up in the main event, right? Where if yes. Rollins loses the tag match, he forfeits his chance at the Universal Championship and then they win him and Owens then the Usos are banned from ringside this Saturday at the Rumble. And all that was going through my mind when they announced this was SmackDown. The one time of year when Raw and SmackDown superstars go head-to-head in competition. That's all I could think of. <laughs> Every time they do this, I just think Survivor I, Series is such a scam. <laughs> yeah. It's never the only time. And then Royal Rumble season hits like not long later and we just like blend to the shows yeah. right over again every time. And Survivor Series wasn't even that good. No, not at all. You were uh, you were saying before we started recording that you had a, a gripe with with SmackDown. All right. <laughs> there were six matches on there were six matches on SmackDown. How many of the six were blanket rematches from the last two weeks? Oh, fuck. Uh, Aaliyah and Natalia. Naomi and Sonya. Did that happen? Yeah. Naomi and Charlotte. Naomi and Charlotte. Naomi and Sonya. Yeah, yeah, sorry, week. sorry, sorry. Yeah. Naomi and Charlotte. Um, Sheamus yep. and Ricochet. You said there's six matches. All right, all right, hold on. Los Lotharios had a match, right? Was that a rematch? That I'm not I'm not counting that because it was two of the four teams from the fatal four-way. So okay. I put not technically a rematch, but kind of, but I don't count that one. That's one of the two I'm not counting. And obviously the main event didn't count. Okay. Um if there were any other matches that happened on SmackDown, I didn't even take notes on them. Kofi versus Riddick Moss happened again. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I didn't take notes on that. That was <laughs> after last week. I was like, fuck this shit. I already know who's winning this <laughs> match. And I just like slow fast forwarded through it in case like something crazy happened. I could play it yeah. again. Uh, but yeah. So four out of six. All these rematches are just proving your 50-50 booking comment from a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like all we're doing is sitting here. We're picking two. Uh, we're picking a match. We're booking it twice. And we're 50-50 booking. And that is all smackdown does is i mean don't worry it'll get it'll get better after the royal rumble right i mean the build to wrestlemania should be the should be should be better right but I'll, be. I'll hold out should I'll, should be yeah we're gonna hold out hope until you know it actually happens one note i did have because we were talking i can't remember if it was last week or the week before but we were talking about wwe network like old wwe network shows uh there was a you know how like the the wrestlers have graphics uh next to them when they're doing their entrance Aaliyah's this week said that she was a star of breaking ground 
I had totally forgotten about that show. You would love that show. It's like, I don't want to, I don't know why I almost said reality show, but it's like a, uh, like a documentary series on like NXT up and coming NXT superstars, but it's from like five years ago. Who, who was featured? Uh, her Corbin. It's oh. been so long. I don't fucking remember. It, it's been that long. Like that's, that's, that's who was on SmackDown or sorry. That's who was on NXT at the time. Oh, well, if Corbin's on it, I'm, oh, I'm Tino, Tino Sabatelli was one of the featured people oh, on it. Yeah, I remember Tino Sabatelli. Oh, my God. Why can't I remember? I mean, it's been so many years since that show came out. But yeah, I remember that show being fucking awesome. I just don't remember who the fuck was on it. It was like not main event players at the time, maybe like one or two, but I can't, I cannot remember. You're asking, I feel like you're asking Jeeves about it right now. There was 11 episodes in October to June of 2016. Uh, narrated by William Shatner. Oh, weird. I do remember that now that you say that. Uh, that doesn't tell me who was on it. That's not helpful. <laughs> Anyways. That, oh, I'll let got it. All right. You ready? Yeah. Lacey Evans. Oh. Otis. Yep. Josh Breedel, who I have no idea who that is. He won the last season of Tough Enough and then was featured on it. Hmm. Tino Sabatelli. Boom. Check. Check the Baron box. Corbin. Check in the box. Apollo Cruz. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That was like right Aaliyah. when that was like right after Apollo Cruz came to NXT. That's that's what it was. Devin Taylor, who Nope. Is a who was a backstage interviewer, but she's gone now. No idea who that was. Uh Zamara Lupe. Uh, yep. Re uh, see my last comment. He is now a wildlife conservationist in Louisiana. So okay. Okay. Dana Brooke, Tyler Breeze, Mojo Raleigh. Oh, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Nia Jax. Okay. Bailey and Sasha Banks. So, Bailey, Sasha, Baron, Baron Aaliyah, Apollo, and Apollo are the only people left. Lacey Evans is still oh, Lacey in Evans. the company. Yep. So seven of fifteen, just That's under half. Uh, Dana, Dana, Dana Brooke. Oh, eight. Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. There we go. Eight of fifteen. There we go. More than half. WWE's doing a good job keeping their talent around. <laughs> we make fun of them a lot, but like. They're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> Speaking of that, Aaliyah and uh, Natalia match, uh, I don't know. It, it was, it was kind of hard to miss unless you were fast-forwarding it, fast-forwarding through it. But uh, I don't know if you noticed, but WWE legend Summer Rae was in the crowd. Don't know if you saw that. <laughs> yeah, there that so was many, weird. There were so many people online <laughs> just like being like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? That's just a way um, that's just a way of saying like here's a person that is not a hall of famer that we still bring back around for the rumble sometimes that never really did anything because they're never going to be a hall of famer. Yeah. That's, it's pretty much like it's like a nice way of saying that instead of being like former WWE superstar. WWE, WWE legend. legend Santino Morella. I mean, he won a championship. <laughs> 
or doesn't two. mean anything. It took 30 years to get some people that won intercontinental championships in the eighties into the hall of fame. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I mean, I don't think Santino is going to be a hall of famer. Yeah. I don't think he will. <laughs> Maybe uh, Santina Morello. Will be in the hall of fame. She's uh she's one to know in matches, right? Sorry. Or did she lose that match? No, she's one to know. Well, she won the title. She I don't remember. I wasn't watching wrestling back then. Thank God. Don't worry. Tina Morella won a title. I can't wait to get. I can't wait to get to that in like twelve years when we're on the retro pay per views. It's gonna be great. Looking forward to that. It's not good. It's it's absolutely awful. Almost as awful as the Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn skit. Boy, that was the next thing on my list. The sound effects. I want to talk about the sound effects because, <laughs> my God, the first two when Zayn was like using it on himself, I was like, okay, clearly this is fake, but like at least the timing is sort of right. And then the one when Knoxville like actually quote unquote turned it on, he he hit him with it, and then at least a second or two went by, and then it made the most like not taser sound I've ever heard. <laughs> Like what the fuck? And it was, was on the loudspeaker, so like it was so loud on the TV and in the arena, like to make it so obviously fake. <laughs> the, the crowd just booed. Like thankfully, <laughs> thank God the crowd booed Knoxville. Like that was just not good. Like like poor him for like having to be a part of that. But like, oh boy, that just did not work at all. My my biggest concern on this whole thing is if this is building to the celebrity WrestleMania match. Like I I'm hoping this is a royal yeah, I'm really hoping this is a Royal Rumble thing and it's over. If this is a build to a Sammy versus Knoxville mania thing, oh my god, I'm not gonna be excited to have to watch this for three months, two months, or whatever. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. I do hope we get another like high quality celebrity match though at WrestleMania this year. I don't know if anyone could beat that bad bunny match, man. No, there, I mean, yeah. there's not going to be another celebrity that I can think of that could hit a fucking Canadian destroyer. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that was, that was an all time. Great. People could probably be trained to do so, but like, holy shit. In the moment I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> That was insane. Every time Bad Bunny did a move, I was just like jaw on the floor that he was able to do it. And Damien and John Morrison and The Miz just did a wonderful job building that match around the big moves that they were building for Bad Bunny. Yeah. Ridge Holland is back. Could just We could just Ooh. say, yep, we could just say that Ridge Holland is back and move the fuck on from that. I uh, I saw a bunch of stuff on Twitter about Seth Rollins mentioning uh, John Moxley in his pro- opening promo, and I missed it. But then I I I heard Pat McAfee say it on commentary later in the night. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised at the mentions of Moxley. It has the internet rumors swirling about this whole Forbidden Door Royal Rumble thing, and I just laugh at it, like. Zero. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about yeah, we'll talk about the Royal Rumble for Ben Door thing at the end when we do. Oh, for sure, we're stuff. gonna talk about that. But I, I think AEW is mostly off the table. But yeah. yeah, so the cool thing about that intro, um, 
I took a couple notes in the intro that I liked. They did a Romans like 500 days video. And oh, they yeah. showed they showed a lot of replays of people he beat. I completely I forgot about the Cesaro match. And oh, what the fuck else was there? There were some feuds that I was like, I forgot that that was a thing. You know who I didn't see in that video, though? I saw Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Cena? I, did, I saw I saw Braun Strowman. I saw Cena. I saw Edge. There's uh, one person I didn't see in that video. Fuck. It's the person he won it off of. Fiend? Bray Wyatt was not in the video. The only clip they showed of that match, because it was a triple threat, was him. Triple, tri- triple threat. Triple threat was him beating Braun Strowman and pinning Braun Strowman. They didn't show Bray Wyatt. Hmm. Tensions like, well, are I high. Could... Tensions must be high. Either that or the fiend's coming back. Well, have you heard the internet rumor around the fiend right now? Is no. that he's entertaining offers from all three major companies in the United States? He is entertaining so is WWE, can... AEW, and Impact offers. And the rumor is that the Impact offer is not enough to contend with the WWE offer. And AEW is not a place he thinks he can get a lot of thing so people are the internet rumors that he's going to resign with wwe in like six months whoa because the money the only one that will give him enough money to even come close to his old contract is wwe i mean i'm down for that yeah i, I think it makes the most sense I, I think he would have the better matches in AEW, and AEW does better with their talent but like if bray white goes anywhere yeah the one place i i know that he will work is if he comes back in wwe and that's rare for me to think that WWE is the right choice for somebody, but I never Bray thought Wyatt. that AEW was the right place for him. I thought if he was going to go anywhere, it would have been impact. Um, but yeah, if money's, if money's the biggest deal for him, vice like creative control and time on like screen time, then WWE is going to be like, if you, if you want money, go to WWE. If you I mean, want the Kevin and Sammy stuff has proven that that people who yeah. want money will just stay with the company. Yeah, exactly. So, wow, did not hear about that. That's uh, yeah, and then that's exciting. after the video. Yeah, if he comes back, I'll be super stoked. But uh, after the recap video, when Seth came out, he he said that he basically was talking about how Roman was just like feeding off the energy of the shield and feeding off the energy of him and mox and he didn't say moxley he just said mox and i was like i was like whoa they didn't call him dean they didn't call him ambrose they didn't say the shield they called him mox yeah it it, it was shocking i was I, i i thought he would call him dean i did go back and see the promo but I obviously like or rewatch the promo after I had heard what he said, but I didn't hear any mention of Mox until Pat McAfee said something. And that, that one, I was like, what the fuck Pat McAfee slip up? Like I just figured that's what it was. And then I, I looked on Twitter and saw all the things and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. never mind. Rollins mentioned him two in one night, dude. Very surprising. But like I said, we'll talk about it later, but I mean, Sneak peek, zero percent chance that that. Did happens. you see the the cool return late in the show on SmackDown? Ridge Holland. No, after that. <laughs> um. J E double F 
J A double R E double T Jeff Jarrett. Forgot all about that. I didn't even write it down. <laughs> We've been talking about Jeff Jarrett so much on the retro pay-per-views. It was just cool to see Jeff Jarrett alive yeah. and well, you know? Yeah, he's doing great. Hopefully he's not in the rumble. Wasn't he in yeah, he was in no, a rumble? He was yeah. in a rumble in the last like five years. And I was like, Yeah, what the fuck? Like, why do we have to waste spots on people? Like, I, I almost so like, we're we're at 22 right like now. That. We're at 22 right now. Ex- assume three of those spots are probably gimmick wrestlers. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. Um, and then the main event. I mean, it was a good main event, but the ending. Uh, I mean, no, no clean pin. Roman Reigns comes in and ends the match in a disqualification. Uh, he gets the Usos disqualified, which like kind of made me thought like, if you wanted the like, if you didn't want to face Seth Rollins at the pay per view, why not just hit the Usos and get Rollins and Owens disqualified? Like, Galaxy Brain that shit, dude. But. You're trying to make sense of wrestling here, dude. Yeah, that makes... I mean, come on. I don't know. I it, thought this was a, makes, a really good main event till that bad ending, though. Yeah. I mean, what like, do you expect? For SmackDown. Yeah, like of the of the pay of the matches this week, it's not a, like a top three match for the week. I, I will I will tell you the three thin matches I thought were the best matches this week. Um one from each show. I'll keep it because I could pick three just from Dynamite. But yeah, I don't think this was better than a, the best match on Raw or NXT or Dynamite. But it was a good main event until the ending was not clean. I was really hoping they just let Seth clean pen them to like really sell Seth. But um, it does create some interesting scenarios for them. The pay-per-view with the Usos being not allowed ringside to, yeah. to maybe save Roman in certain scenarios and we will most certainly get to that there's i've I've gone back and forth on both men's title matches and all of my rumble predictions the entire week and i still don't like what i've come up with but i'm finalized i'm i'm just i'm sticking with what i have trusting my gut after like six changes to my predictions so i'll probably get zero points but let's move on to rampage that's all we have from smackdown so rampage we had john moxley back in action dude he looks great yeah like I cannot say it like we've talked before, like how excited I am when like certain people come through, you know, physical stuff or mental stuff or any kind of health issue. I was just, I've never been a Moxley fan. And Same. there were, there, there were, I've always aspects, thought he was, I've always thought he was kind of boring. Yeah. I've always thought Moxley's kind of a boring wrestler. I'm not a big fan of a lot of his moveset. I've always thought his his promo work was kind of cringy, and even this promo was at times a little cringy. But I was just so excited of how great he looked. His match was phenomenal. Yeah, like he looked fit. He looked up to speed. His match was clean. It's like he didn't even miss a day. He just lost twenty five pounds. Yeah, he just he looks incredible. I do have a question for you because you brought up the move set. 
uh, is it made me think of something. What was your least favorite John Moxley slash Dean Ambrose move? That fucking I'm gonna fall into the ropes, yes, and then spring yes, back yes. to a clothesline. That's exactly I what hated I that. I fucking hate that thing. It's so bad. It, it looks make any so sense. Not, <laughs> not fluid. Just it never looked fluid. It just looked off every time he did it, and I just I I didn't like it. Yeah, it was horrendous. I'm so glad he doesn't he doesn't do it anymore, right? I don't think so. That's probably something Vince McMahon was like. I. I'm not gonna try a Vince voice. Like he's just like I love. Yeah, this he doesn't do it in AEW. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Moxley obviously won the match uh, against Ethan Page, and he walks off into the crowd to the back. And who else does he run into but Brian Danielson? So we're getting that match that was supposed to happen in full gear sometime soon. It's gonna be good. Yep. Maybe Revolution. That would be ideal. Because was I can't remember. I don't think Moxley wasn't on Dynamite at all, like in any capacity, right? Literally just watched it last night. I didn't take any notes on it, but he he wasn't there last night. No, he he wasn't. He wasn't there. Yeah. So we didn't see anything that had to do with that feud starting slash continuing whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. We're gonna get that match finally. Uh, a lot of people on Twitter were upset because it's just there, there's just so many like old, like WWE only fans. I realize I just said only fans, uh, but they're fans of WWE only. There, I worded it a little better, and they're just like, look at AEW pitting two WWE former WWE wrestlers against each other. They can't do they can't home grow any talent. It's like, dude, they're all of their champions are day one people it's ridiculous I, I will say though that there is oh they do like to occasionally i won't discredit those people because they do in AEW sometimes like to bring back some wwe rivalry or and something like the fine. edge the christian and matt hardy stuff is not great but it's like there. Yeah, I just don't want I them think, to overdo think, it. So yeah, like, I think they're just kind of one match to Moxley and Danielson will be good. Yeah, I think they're just kind of struggling for something for Christian and Matt Hardy to do, honestly. So they're pitting their two tag teams up against each other. We were supposed to get Rapongi Vice against the Young Bucks. Uh, Rocky Romero got COVID. I think we talked about that, like just touched on it last week. Uh, so we got Trent versus Nick Jackson. Thought that was pretty damn good. And Trent, did you see the the weird thing with Wheeler Yuta at the beginning? Oh my God, you're you're asking me about something on like that happened on Friday last week, and I'm notes. (laughs) Yeah, dude, like yeah, I take notes sometimes, but half the time I'm holding a a, an infant. (laughs) Basically, at the start of the match, he uh. He like went to shake or like hug every member of good best friends. Oh, yeah, and they all walked and, like, off, right? And like Wheeler Yuta like went to like shake his hand and Trent Breda just like like said like didn't shake his hand or give him a hug or anything. I do remember that now. It's kind of odd. I remember it being odd, but like yeah, I didn't <laughs> I didn't write down my notes. We'll 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 put a we'll put a pin in that for a later date. Uh and then 
only other note I had was the the TBS title, Jade Cargill retaining over Anna J. Pretty pretty good women's match for AEW. Yeah, I thought it was one of Jade Cargill's best matches. Actually, I actually thought she did really well in the match. Yeah, I mean, it went longer than I thought it would, because like her matches usually don't go very long at all. So yeah, I thought it was pretty all right. It was nice to see Anna Jay getting like a full length solo match. I mean, the, the most Anna Jay matches we're seeing are with her with somebody else, like Tay Conti or something like that. Yeah. And we've seen that she can do stuff, but it was nice to see her one on one and her and Jade both in a one on one match that main evented Rampage, I thought was probably their each of their best matches on Raw. I mean, on AEW so far. Like, I thought this Jay Cargill match was actually better than the Ruby Soho TBS title match. Yeah. One of the one of the funniest things that I noticed, uh, I noticed it on Friday was like, this is like since the inception of the TBS title and AEW moving to TBS on Wednesdays, but staying on TNT on Fridays was since uh, Jade has won the TBS title. The TNT title has been defended on Dynamite on TBS and the TBS title has been defended on Rampage on TNT like every week. I just thought that was hilarious. That's not something I haven't even realized, but when they originally announced them both, I thought we were going to get TNT always on Rampage and TBS always on Dynamite, but I guess that's and fucking it's been the backwards. Exact, it's and been the exact opposite, yeah. It makes no sense. Something to think about, something to keep track of. Do you have anything else for Rampage? We can move on to Raw because Raw was good. Raw was better than smackdown by far yeah i thought raw was very good i I think it had to do with the crowd so i looked at something on i saw something on twitter they were in a smaller venue on monday and had a packed house and it was definitely like you could realize it and the fans like it was just a hot crowd and it made the show that much more enjoyable because a lot of times on raw like the the crowd that's by the hard cam like is not a crowd those seats are fucking empty allegedly but i'm pretty sure this was a a packed house and you could hear the crowd like the entire time they were fucking chanting the entire night it made it it made it awesome i thought yeah i would i'm pretty sure the venue we're seeing them uh we're seeing raw the middle to late february time frame is also not an overly big arena i've been to columbia for is it where the game is it where the that's where AEW is going in March. Yeah, I won't be here anymore, but maybe Joe and I will go to that. Yeah, I highly recommend you guys knocking that out, but it's not an overly huge arena. It's a, it's a basketball arena. There is an upper deck section, but um, it's not, I wouldn't say an overly huge arena. Um, I've seen basketball there before, so hopefully the same thing happens for the AEW. I mean, the, the raw show we have tickets to see. Yeah. Um, I honestly wouldn't mind like them continuing to do this, like do a little bit smaller venues so that you actually have a packed house, have the, have a, a crowd, like it having a packed house generates a crowd that is lively and it makes the show 10 times better when you're watching it. So it makes it very, very exciting. That's to mention if they want to like occasionally use bigger venues and then like stick to like some of these middle sized arenas that they can pack. And then after like the night after Royal rumble, maybe book like a big arena and stuff like that. Yeah. Night after mania 
should be a big one, you know, like those, those big raws or like announce, like announce shit ahead of time, you know, I go, uh, WWE has, does a really bad job of like announcing a lot of what's happening next week, the week before, whereas like AEW, I feel like they do a, they announce like nearly the entire show the week before giving you a reason to want to tune in. I think NXT does a little bit more NXT than like does a good job Raw and SmackDown. But yeah. like NXT will put out like three matches they have next week. They'll say like we'll have these tag matches and this is the main event next week. But Raw and SmackDown will usually tell you nothing that's coming. Yeah, it'd you, be like two things, it on. two things tops, maybe. Yeah. For a two and three maybe. hour show. But anyways, getting into like what actually happened on Raw. Uh, we started with the weigh-in. This was, I don't know, funny. When Lesnar came in, Lesnar wore a fucking cowboy hat and like a full getup and stepped on the scale in his full getup and asked Corey Graves if he if he would rather be him be naked during the weigh-in. <laughs> it just made me laugh. There was, I mean, that was like the 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 funniest quote of that. Like, I don't know. Would you would you rather me get naked? <laughs> for the weigh-in and this thought was pretty funny i did enjoy um the back and forth with bobby and brock after the weigh-in actually happened and i think bobby is getting better and better being able to talk on the mic on his own without mm-hmm. needing mvp there so that's probably going to end up at some point without mvp being there anymore you know, which would be a fucking travesty him. yeah i agree we had a rematch we had a raw rematch, Damian Priest and Kevin Owens. Uh, but this time for the United States Championship, right? I don't think it was for the US title last week. Uh, and Damian, yep. Damian Priest pulls a Damian once again. Yeah, here we are getting DQ, DQs again. Uh, we're right back to it. After after the Dolph Ziggler match, where he finally like overcame Damian and like won it clean in what was a really good match with Dolph Ziggler. Like yeah. one of the best matches I've ever seen Damian Priest have was that Dolph Ziggler, the final one. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited. I was really excited for this match that I thought it was going to be the same thing. And uh, instead I got Damian Priest getting disqualified. Yeah. Not really what you want to see. Like if you were, in my opinion, if you were thinking that, or if you were, if, if you were a supporter of Kevin Owens winning the Royal Rumble, you probably walked into Monday night being scared that he was going to win the United States championship and then being like, well, fuck, I don't know who's going to win the rumble. Now I feel like Kevin Owens, probably a viable option for winning the rumble, but I've got my own predictions as far as what's going to happen with him. The, I, I honestly forget what happened between there and the whole, uh, the, the spelling bee. I don't know if you had anything between those two things, but the spelling bee is what I have next. The spelling bee was, Something else. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah, I thought the spelling bee was a really good segment. I'm excited for more of these RK Bro versus Alpha Academy segments. Um, this was this was. I I usually am a hesitant to these like background or these like segments where they they uh like non wrestling competitions. Like I hated the the Viking Raiders, Street Profits, bowling and playing basketball for three months. Oh my god, yeah. 
but like this was highly entertaining and i think it really the the mvp of this whole thing is chad gable. chad gable yes yes he's the only reason this works is because chad gable is playing a perfect heel and he, he's doing it he does it fair. so he's well. doing a better work he's ever done yeah, I'm loving, loving the stuff Chad Gable's yeah, doing. This right is now. Chad Gable's best work he's ever done in any character gimmick ever, which is exciting because we always know he was a good technical wrestler. We've always believed in him in the ring. I'm glad we've maybe found the ideal gimmick for Chad Gable managing a tree trunk. <laughs> managing the tree trunk. <laughs> They've, they've they've taken this tree trunk thing too far, but I think it's funny now. Like before I was like, oh my God, just another word that Vince McMahon has latched onto, like calling a the Hell in a Cell a structure a thousand times in a Hell in a Cell match is just like fucking <laughs> <laughs> just like made me want to like bleed out of my ears. But the, once they latched onto Otis being called a tree trunk and nothing else, like calling him a tree trunk more often than calling him Otis. At first, I was I was very upset about it, but now it's 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 honestly kind of funny to me because I think I think it was because you know, Chad Gable started call, like called him a tree trunk, and I was like, you know what, you're kind of right. He doesn't have a neck. Yeah, it kind of looks like a tree trunk. <laughs> you know, what's funny is like, did you remember the word they gave Otis to? It was a type of cheese or something. Uh, I thought it was the. What are you talking about? During the, the spelling they, bee? Yeah, you know, during the spelling bee, they gave Otis some cheese-related word. Oh. Oh, and they made fun of him because it was like a food. And they were like, of course you got it right. Yeah, and he got it right. <laughs> I had never heard of the word he he they gave. I don't I don't Otis remember I, like, I don't remember any of the words other than dumbbell. Yeah, they gave Randy Orton dumbbell. <laughs> Did you see all the, the videos of Randy Orton like struggling to keep a straight face while Riddle was fucking on the mic? No, no, I didn't. Fuck. I got to go back and watch that now. That's I'm I would be willing to bet that Randy Orton is having the fucking like time of his life right now working with Riddle right now. Like it, he seems like he's having the most fun he's had his entire career. Yeah, I mean, gimmick wise, it's like you can just tell every time he comes out there like He's just having fun with this whole thing before he like does probably what's probably going to end up being like a twilight tour of his career. Like I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if like here in the next like two years, we get like the final years of Randy Orton before he like becomes a part-timer. And this is maybe one of his last like full-time gimmicks, which is probably why he's just out there having a good time and just yeah. enjoying himself. I think he's got one more title run in him, but probably yeah. In that twilight, possibly part-timer role. Uh, because that would put him at 15 i think yeah so i th I think they'll do that um orton and riddle won the spelling bee and next week they are having fuck a scooter race a fucking scooter race scooter race yep, yep. that's what that's what's happening next week uh i'm sure with these four guys involved like i'm sure it'll be funny but when Riddle announced it, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. Like a scooter race, really? But I'm sure they will figure out a way to make it hilarious. And I'm honestly looking forward to it a little bit. Yeah, when they said an academic challenge last week, I was not looking forward to this segment. I almost considered fast forwarding it. 
But then my wife says, you got like, she said something about like, I've heard Randy Orton can't keep a straight face this whole time. So I was like, I guess I'm going to watch it. And then I'm really glad I watched it. It was so good. Yeah, I looked really good. I watched Raw and recording too. I watched NXT and Dynamite Live this week, but I I watched Raw and SmackDown and Rampage on recording. Uh, So I got to see on Twitter, like a lot of people reacting very fondly to the spelling bee. And I was like, wow, are you serious? And I watched it and I was like, all right good job twitter thank you thank you for pointing me in the right direction you know it was almost as good as the spelling bee maybe better was the match of the night which was aj versus austin theory after the spelling bee i all right so i'm just going to i'm just going to tell you right now the rest of my notes (laughs) my I have two notes left, uh, well, three, and one of them is my son cried for the rest of the show after the spelling bee <laughs> and would not stop. So I just kept, I powered through and just kept watching it. Uh, so while I agree with you on paper, that match sounds awesome. I didn't really get the full effect of how awesome it was because I was paying more attention to him and paying less attention to the TV. So why don't you tell us about that? (laughs) They gave AJ and Austin Theory like a 20 to 25 minute long raw match. They gave them a large chunk of time and they didn't undersell anybody. They gave AJ a clean pin. They let Austin Theory really show that he can he can have a 25 minute long match with a hall of fame kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And I think they really sold both guys. It almost clean slated both. It felt like a clean slate for both guys. Cause they didn't have Austin theory do any of his normal, like heelish bullshit. And he had like a 25 minute long match with AJ styles. He lost, but he played, he was a, he had multiple two counts that I thought was, he was yeah, going to win. It was like a good loss. Yeah. It was like a good loss and AJ overcomes and like, Wins a clean, wins a clean pen, with no interference, and it was just a twenty-five minute, like really good match. Like, yeah, I was shocked at how long of a time slot they gave this, but they need one of these kind of matches like every week on Raw to not make this show feel monotonous. So they gave like a twenty-five minute long segment to RK Bro, and then right afterwards they gave like a twenty-five minute long match that was really good between mm-hmm. AJ and Austin Theory. Yeah, with AJ. AJ picking up the clean pin. Yeah, I mean, I feel like deservedly so. The one thing I do want to talk about, um, we'll probably talk more about this later, uh, but because I know what some of Chad's thoughts are on the Rumble are. We've talked a little bit this week about it. <laughs> the The segment before that match where Vince and Austin Theory were in Vince's office, uh Austin demanding a uh, the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble and Vince McMahon being like do you think you think I have any control over that (laughs) and then uh I uh, and then after like they they said they said like one or two other things and then Austin Theory left left his office and I don't know if you caught this but like Vince McMahon gave him a look as he was walking out that reminded me of like hate to see him go, love to watch him leave sort of thing. And I was like, what in the fuck is going on right now? 
I loved the subtle hint at like breaking kayfabe and that it's all like scripted a little bit with the Austin Theory asking Vince McMahon to give him a later number. Yeah, I I, I loved that that hint that joke. I, I thought that was really good. And Austin Theory is definitely growing on me. Yeah, me too. I don't. I really. I don't care for the selfie portion of his gimmick at all. But like, I do. Yeah. I like. It's whatever. Uh, but this whole thing he's got going on with Vince McMahon, clear. I mean, it's hilarious, and I mean, in my opinion, could potentially be building uh, some some sort of relationship there. At least from what I saw Vince doing when he left his office. Uh, probably more to come on that in the later weeks when they're in the office together some more possibly um the only other note i had other than my son crying was that veer is still coming to raw <laughs> that is true veer mahan still coming still trying to <laughs> mosey his way to raw on foot maybe maybe trying to catch some public transportation uh possibly <laughs> possibly making his way to st louis on saturday we'll see yeah he's he's walking his way to st louis right i do now. i he's do been think, walking to st louis for three months yeah i do think it would be hilarious because i was i wasn't planning on talking about him at all when it came to the rumble unless he was somebody else's surprise pick for, but sure we'll get to that i do think it would be fucking hilarious if veer mahan was part of the men's rumble and then two nights later on raw was still coming to raw <laughs> I, I don't would, th- i really i might be a little mad if they put him in the rumble as a surprise and that's like he was coming to raw the whole time but he shows up at fucking royal rumble this is bullshit and then and then not at raw two nights later that would just be the icing on the fucking cake that would be <laughs> hilarious yeah <laughs> Uh, my wife got real upset like the the week they announced the royal rumble entrance the first batch of a royal entrance entrance because they gave us like 20 women of the 30 and she's like they're not gonna be any surprises at all and then well over like, the half of the half of the course of the last two weeks they've announced more men than women yeah and also like half the women they announced were people returning and like making the ones that could have been a surprise not a surprise at all I'd almost rather them do that, though, because now we're sitting at 21 women announced right now, and we have, like, five of those being the Bellas and Lita, Mickey James, Kelly Kelly, uh, Summer Rae. WWE if legend, those are the Summer Rae. Yeah, I, if they gate... Well, I think Mickey James is a Hall of Famer, and the, and the, but I think the only one of those that's not a Hall of Famer is Summer Rae. But if you, like... If I was to be, sh- if they were to surprise me with a surprise, like didn't tell me ahead of time, and it was Summer fucking Ray and the Bella Twins, which come out every time, I'd be upset. So just don't waste a surprise on that. Tell us ahead of time, and yeah. then give us eight or nine legit surprises, and that's good. Yeah, nine think, is a perfect number for me. I think it's smart to do it that way because I think the I think the the wrestling fans have become accustomed to these women that were around in the last five to 10 to maybe even 15 years ago that never got a chance at a Royal rumble. We know that they come around still to do the Royal rumble and the Royal rumble only. And we've kind of become accustomed to it, but in the, like, since the women's rumble has been a thing, they've always been a surprise entrant. Now it's kind of like, 
were kind of expecting it. So they just went ahead and announced it. I thought it was very smart to do, like thinking about it now. And it gives me more excitement. It actually gives me more excitement because I have now nine legit surprises and I won't have to waste the surprises on Summer Ray and Michelle McCool and Kelly Kelly, who I see every fucking year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I legit don't remember what else happened on Raw. I don't even know what the main event was. The only thing I have left on my list for Raw was the main event, which was actually not a match at all. It was the Maurice uh, birthday celebration. Oh, that's right. Which I think had a really cool swerve for once. They put the human-sized box in the ring. They acted the like they didn't know yeah, who was the in the in box. It. And it had the brick in it from last week where she hit Beth with the thing. And I was the whole time. As soon as they started the segment, I was like, Edge is in the box. What's in the box? Edges in the box. Best in the box. Edges in the box. And then the brick was in the box. And I was like, that's a cool swerve by the Miz and Maurice to be like, we put the box there. It's the brick. I got you. Like, I, I thought that was a good swerve. I also thought like, for once. like, I also thought like normally because like heels are just stupid when it comes to stuff like that. I also thought it was it was mm-hmm. a nice nod where Miz and Maurice kind of backed away because all the times you've seen like the big human sized box or somebody pop out of a fucking cake or something. And they had somebody else open the big box thinking that edge or Beth Phoenix would be in there when all along just, just to fuck with us, the viewers when all along they knew it was the brick or at least Miz knew. I think for, for, for everything Miz has done and Miz is a surefire future hall of famer being a two-time grand slam champion. I yeah. think Miz has always played Miz has played the perfect smart heel. Like that's something so rare in, in wrestling, like the smart heel. And uh, the only comparison I can really have to that right now, other than like the Miz Kevin doing it, is MJF and AEW. Ooh, I think Kevin Owens is a smart heel. Kevin Owens is probably a good answer to a smart heel. That's probably, I, I would agree with that too. I think that the, 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 like, poster child for 2000 smart heel has always been the Miz, and he's kind of set that yes. standard of like the, the the heel doesn't always have to be dumb sometimes the heel can be the smarter one and can play the crowd and their opponent and get the, the one up because they're the smarter of the two and with that's so contrary to like what old school wrestling always had in in the 80s and 90s the heel was always dumb yeah the Miz is the perfect smart heel yeah, I love it. I love it. His whole um, career. So, yeah. That's all I had. Or that's really all we had for Raw. Let's move into NXT. Um, I want to start with the one thing that Joe texted me about and said to put in for the news. And I was like, let's just lump it in with NXT. Um, Odyssey Jones update. He had surgery for a torn patella. Motherfucker. Very sad for me, but he's going to, he'll, he'll be back and better than ever in uh, God knows how long. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a minor injury. That's a pretty major injury to a torn patella. So for a man that only, size. Yeah. <laughs> The only hope is that he comes back full strength, ready to go when he gets back. And hopefully we can set it up well that when he comes back, he gets a, a big push. But I don't want to say don't too much more about say that. that. <laughs> I don't want to say anything else about that. 
because that would only be negative if that were to be said. Why would you say that? Why would you say he's getting a big push? I, I said, I hope. It's a hope. You know who is getting a big push, and this is skipping ahead way into NXT, but we can backtrack. Um, two people that we've talked about getting a big push before, but they're now together. Von Wagner and Robert Stone. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to ignore, ignore everything about that comic because I don't even want to fucking talk about it. All right, I, cool. Let's... Uh, um, opening match. Uh, actually, I have a note here. I think this was talked about during the opening match. Uh, NXT Vengeance Day returning February 15th. I'm excited. I want to show you my notes real quick. What was the first thing on my notes? Uh, Vengeance Day set for February, sorry, Feb 15. Yeah, same thing. The first thing I took notes on was the exact same thing you took notes on. Vengeance Day is the week uh, of February 15th, which is Wednesday before Elimination Chamber on Thursday. Oh, sh- wait, February 15th is a Wednesday? Something like that. Or maybe it's a Friday and a Saturday, but it's the day before Elimination Chamber, they said. February 15th Googling. is a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. It's it's, oh, just, it's during Sorry, NXT. Tuesday. I keep, I keep thinking I, I kept thinking NXT's Wednesdays. Yeah, it's a Tuesday. And then Grow up, Elimination Chamber is that it's like that Thursday or something. Yeah, I think it is on a th- it's either on a Thursday or Friday. I haven't looked yet. I don't No, it's on a Saturday. Never mind. Okay. I haven't really gotten too far ahead with what we're doing after the rumble because I care a lot about the rumble. It's my favorite pay-per-view. I think it's everyone's favorite pay-per-view. If it's not your favorite pay-per-view, you're a mad yeah. man. Um, but yeah, let's get into the first match. You're fucking wrong. Uh, MSK and jacket time. Wow. Jacket time. Dude. Brought it. Fucking banger, dude. They fucking brought it. I- I was so. I thought this was gonna be okay. So I was same. excited to see MSK back. I I thought Jack of Time could put on a good show, but this was the match of the day. Like I thought the main event was good, but this was better than the main event of NXT, and I thought the main event was very good. Um, but yeah, I I agree with that. Wasn't. Uh... So this was also, I feel like this is just going to be a reoccurring thing, theme here for me and like the, for at least the next, I don't know, six months. But this was also a, a, a heavily uh, cried about show for me uh, while holding my son. Um, wasn't, was Sokoa and Boa not that good? I feel like out of the corner of my eye, I felt like it was good. It was okay. Okay. It was okay. It All was right. my third favorite thing on that on the on this card. Right. I think the best match of the night was easily Jacket Time versus MSK. I thought both teams put on a hell of a performance. Uh, the the cool thing about this too is it showed that the crowd is no longer anti MSK. Yeah, because there was there was huge chance for both teams. Yeah, back and for forth sure. chance. Every member of the every member got chanted at some point. There was there was Kushida chants a lot. I think the most chance I heard was for Kushida, but there was chance for everyone. There was MSK chants throughout the match. There Jiro, were dueling checks. They There's did Eki Man, and I heard Jiro Jiro. Yeah. Um, so like the jacket time thing is selling. It's working. 
they put on a great fucking match. The MSK thing is good to go. The fans aren't anti-MSK anymore. And they put on a banger and easily 100% the best match so far of this year's Dusty Cup. And I would expect nothing less from the boys in MSK. Yeah. Fuck. They're the fucking bomb. <laughs> it just reminded me of two things from Raw. Uh, I will just touch on them very quickly. Um, one, the the crowd thing uh, it, with the small venue. It just I it, I thought about it again on Tuesday when I was watching NXT and I was like, yes, NXT crowds were always the best. And I thought about it like it because it's a small venue. That's why it works so well. The second thing was a Corey Graves quote during the uh, um, the spelling bee that I completely forgot <laughs> to mention. He goes, Riddle, amazing competitor, but he spent most of his life in the state of Ohio minus the O's. <laughs> I uh and you mentioning MSK made me think about Riddle again and I was like oh the fucking quote <laughs> they, did you hear Wade Barrett call him the shaman multiple times then say it's because he's British he kept saying the shaman and I was like it's the shaman, shaman. <laughs> whatever the other guy's name is I can never remember his fucking name um, Vic Joseph his partner Vic Joseph kept going shaman gunner's breath the whole time <laughs> whatever he no, said I shaman didn't he, catch that shaman. at all <laughs> uh i thought it was super legit they chanted this is awesome four times during the msk jacket time match yeah four many, times a, a question for you how many times does a this is awesome chant need to happen in a match for for you to consider it truly awesome once just nowadays once? it just it happens so rare these days, I feel like, off of really? pay-per-view. If it okay, so pay-per-view may be different or premium streaming live event may be different. But if they're chanting it during a show that's televised on YouTube TV or cable, dude, it must be really good for okay. a TV channel TV match. Yeah, I and they see chanted that. it four times in the opening match of this. NXT episode. Yeah, I, I I could see where you were going there. I guess maybe I was thinking, yeah, just just pay per view strictly. Um, I, I premium think, live yeah, event. AEW's pay per views, <laughs> pay per view or premium live event. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think for a pay per view, it needs to happen at least I don't know two or three times for it to be truly, quote unquote, awesome as the as the you as the fans would say. Yeah, we had that Sokoa and Boa match. Uh, Sokoa won. Well, I, I think he has to be like hot shot up the card. I mean, he's incredible. He he's very he's got talent. Clearly, yeah. I mean, he's fucking okay. Was he Umaga's me, son or something like that? I don't know. I, I was gonna say, let me rephrase. Like, he's going to be incredible. I I, I guess not not yet, but. He's going to be incredible. Because he did the face paint, right? He did the Umaga yeah, face paint. I, so I think he is. Umaga he did son. the Umaga face paint in this match, which was which was like legit as hell. And he's already putting on. He already is proving that he has the competency to be a a big time. Um a big time member of the main card. I mean, the minute they move him up and he's part of like the bloodline or part of whatever they want him to do on the main card. And please let that happen. Relation to 
the Usos in Roman Reigns. He's gonna kill it. I mean, once once Reigns and the Bloodline turn like full face, which it's a hundred percent happening this year. Uh, yeah, move Solo Sokoa up to that and make it a four man group. Uh, I am oh. all in with that. He is Jimmy and Jay's younger brother. So Rikishi is his father and Umaga is their uncle. Well, aren't we just a bunch of dumb idiots when it comes to Samoan family yeah, trees? I, for, I forgot he was their younger brother when I had that conversation. So did He's, I. I've definitely heard Umaga's that is their uncle. <laughs> I've definitely yeah, heard they, that. They've before. mentioned it on the show before. Yeah, they have. Know, we're just a bunch of drunk idiots. Um, the other uh, Dusty Cup match, uh, Chase U, uh, valiant effort against GYV. I... I mean that's just, that's just a that's just that's a tough first round draw for Chase U. Dude, I was talking to Alex about this today. He came up to to see he was around the same area where I was at at that place we don't talk about. And uh-huh. we talked for like 20 minutes and he said it's just he was talking about something that was weird that it was getting over and I was like there's just things in wrestling that don't make sense that they get over. And my examples were Mark Henry like chase you wait mark henry like, doing the it's time for the main event it's time for the main event yep like yeah it doesn't make sense that it's over like hook being as big as he is doesn't make a lot of sense like uh chase you being popular and the whole crowd want to chase you to win that match rusev they day. were rusev day rusev days that's a great example of things that just don't make any sense that they'd be as big as they are but they just work and they get over immediately and they like chase chase you is over. It's like it's one don't. of my favorite things on NXT right now. I said it two weeks ago. I'm starting to really enjoy Chase Andre Chase as yeah. this like dumb heel. Like I don't know if it's even a heel, dumb face gimmick. He's a face for sure. Yeah, dumb dumb, dumb face. face for sure. Dumb face. Dumb face. Okay, this is like <laughs> a this is getting like Dungeons and Dragons like like dumb heel, dumb face. Smart face, smart heel, neutral, chaotic. I don't even know anymore. I mean, I don't play that, so you're on your own there. Someone that listens to this podcast will probably get that reference. I mean, there's only three people that listen to this podcast, so your odds are slim there, but sure. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, so the the final, the semifinals of the Dusty Cup will be uh, MSK versus Edris Anafi and Malik Blade. I'm excited then- for that. That'll be a banger. They're a little clunky, but I think it'll I think it'll be a great match. Yeah, they're very uh, the Anafi and Blade are very athletic. So I think MSK is gonna be the perfect opponents to really put over Blade and Anafi as like big time welcome to NXT kind of match. Yeah. I think it's gonna be maybe not as good as the Jack of Time match was because Jack of Time are both uh a little more polished, but yeah. I think it will be it will still be really good because MSK can really can go with anybody and also, then the other match well also is- real quick also real quick anafi and blade had a, a little backstage promo this week uh bonk alert for them like, they're super horny back there in their in their backstage i didn't catch that what was that um i don't know which one it was it was the one that had his shirt off uh was like yeah we're gonna win the dusty cup and then after that i'm gonna ask out mandy rose on a date <laughs> <laughs> 
And then uh, when the other one, when the other one was like, dude, she won't say yes. And, and he was like, all right, I'll just ask out Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. And I was like, or at the same time. And I was like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me that laugh. Makes, that makes me like them even more. I'm, I'm starting to become fans of Idris and Alfie and Malik oh, Blade. Definitely. They're, they're no longer they're definitely not jobbers anymore, which they were for the first like three months of this show yeah, after 2.0 became a thing. You gotta, you gotta pay your dues. You know, you gotta, yeah. be a, you gotta be a nub for a little bit. And then <laughs> way to show your nuke. Um, Whoa, Joe. And then, <laughs> and then on the other side, you've got the Creed brothers versus a grizzly young veteran. So two face teams and two heel teams. This face one, to face. I was like, I was like, the, it was I was kind of holding out for a chase you win because the semifinal match of GYV if GYV won would be heel versus heel. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I'd be really looking forward to that. But then at the same time, I was like, they've gone to the finals two years in a row. They have to at yeah. least have them win one match here. I don't I don't I wouldn't care for a, a rematch in the finals. Um, so are you thinking are you thinking Anafi and Blade versus GYV, or are you thinking MSK versus uh, Creed Brothers? Because I don't think it's going to be a rematch in the finals. I think it's going to be like one of those two matchups. My my pick is going to be MSK versus Creed Brothers. I don't. I, I've said it before. I don't think NXT 2.0 is willing to push the Grizzly Young veterans at all, and they are clearly willing to uh, push the. They're clearly willing to push the um, the Creed brothers and MSK is getting their like return push. Uh, I'm picking the Creed brothers to win this whole thing. Oh, okay. I could see that. Yeah, I was about to say I was about to go the exact opposite and go GYV versus Blade and Anafi, but I agree they don't really have any. I mean. They could just have GYV go to the finals and lose again, and that would just further just yeah, they have no faith in GYV, but they do it. That that would also imply that they have faith in them to go to the finals of the Dusty Cup, which is, uh, in my opinion, a pretty big deal. So, yeah, I yeah, don't think they I have think the faith in them to do that. Yeah, I think you're right. And then we had the main event, which uh, before the main event, Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes came out with someone by the name of. Ollie J. Never heard of Ollie J, but uh, you've heard the song. It's the song on NXT, which I did yep. not know at first. I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" And then, and then uh, started singing the song, and um, yeah, that was Ollie J. Uh, anything, anything else to say about Ollie J that we want to talk um, about? She wasn't wearing a lot of clothes up top. They, okay, they were out. I'm not sure many clothes. I'll just say I'm not sure many clothes in the world would fit that top. <laughs> That's a better way to put what I was trying to say. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm not. I couldn't figure out a good way to say that. And if you, you haven't, if you haven't watched perfectly. NXT, if you haven't watched NXT, I'm not calling her fat. So I'll let I'll let everyone else figure that out on their own if they haven't watched NXT yet. Um, melons. <laughs> yeah. 
boy. But yeah, the main event, Cameron Grimes <laughs> and uh, Tony D'Angelo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, solid main event like we said not the best match yeah. in the card but for sure number two right yeah 100 very very good and, and very back and forth i thought there was there was at least two moments before the final pinfall that i thought the match was over um and the match ended up ending when pete dunn made his nxt return to kind of distract tony d'angelo um this did upset me a little bit yeah I thought Pete Dunn was done and gone and going to the main card. Um, I don't think that's happening. And then to go along with that same thing, right after this match, they they flashed to Braun Breaker and Legato del Fantasma in the parking lot. And Tommaso Ciampa comes out to help Braun Breaker. And I also thought he was gone to the main roster and was like dead not coming back to NXT 2.0. And two of my three 2.0 picks for the Rumble went in the trash can. I mean, I think that is still a chance that they show up at the Rumble because while he's not my who not on the card will make a, an appearance prop um, because I thought there was a way more viable option, uh, Gunther, I think, is going to be in the Rumble. And that'd be my number one for NXT yeah. 2.0 would be Gunther. I actually have Braun Breaker number two because I saw a statistic of WWE NXT champion showing up in the Rumble and they showed like a list of how many times it's happened. Bo Dallas did it. Uh, oh, Andre Andrade did it. Um, Alistair Black. Alistair Black did it after he'd already lost the title. Oh shit! Um, there was one more. There was like three previous Hasn't NXT. Ch- Adam Champ- Cole, Champa or Cole. Adam Cole. Sh- Adam Cole was the third one. Three times an NXT champion has shown up in the Rumble, and then Johnny Gargano's made appearances. Um, oh, there's been so Johnny- many NXT people in the Rumble before. Yeah, like, but like WWE champions themselves have made, and then both Andrade, Cole. And Bo Dallas got eliminations and made it into the final like six or ten or something like that. They they all had really good shows. Andrade lasted the longest and had the most eliminations of the three. Yeah, but they I remember pulled that him one. to the that main was... card. The they pulled him to the main card the minute he lost the title. So yeah, hmm. wonder what he's doing now in WWE. Yeah, so <laughs> I would put Braun Breaker now number two, having seen that statistic and seeing like some of the odds on the internet. Um, yeah. Not to win it, obviously, but to make an appearance, I would say Braun Breaker might come in and pull one of those, like, uh, throw out three or four people and then be like eliminated like ten minutes later, or five minutes later. Yeah, we'll 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 get we'll touch a little bit more on NXT later when we talk about the Royal Rumble. We have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about when it comes to the Royal Rumble matches themselves. Um, let's get into the last but show. The, the main week. event. Hold on, who won oh. the main event of NXT? Cameron Grimes. To the moon is the number one contender for the North American Championship. And I am super stoked to watch a Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes match. Yeah. Probably I, Vengeance Day. It is. They already said it's for Vengeance Day. Sweet. Oh, um, yeah. Missed that. They, I, I, I think it was very obvious from the start that Grimes is going to win this match. I just don't see D'Angelo as a face that could be going up against Hayes. So I, yeah. I just... I just I feel like I knew the whole time that Grimes is going to win the match. I think that kind of 
a lot of times that hurts a match a little bit when you feel like you know the winner going in and that person does end up winning. Um, they did uh, sell me a little bit, though, because I, I feel the same way. I, I went into it thinking Carmelo Hayes was going to win. Cameron so Hurst. when D'Angelo – oh, sorry. What did I say? You said Carmelo Hayes. He was he was he's up the there champ. with Trick Williams and uh, Ollie J. Yeah, Ollie J. <laughs> Melons. Um, they <laughs> Cameron Grimes. I always thought was gonna win the match, but when Tony D'Angelo hit his finisher, it was a great way to sell me that they were gonna go contrary to what I thought, which made it a really good ending over the last like three to five minutes of this match because I legitimately almost thought they were going to give it to Tony D'Angelo and they have this recent history of giving 2.0 guys big wins over original guys so I was worried they weren't going to give it to Cameron Grimes but I think Cameron Grimes will always be an NXT guy and the North American Championship might be a great way to sell him I wouldn't be surprised if he wins it and move they move Carmelo Hayes up early because he is definitely already talented enough to be on the main card yeah but so we might be we might be about to get into a, a, a rabbit hole here. Um, I think a lot of these 2.0 guys are not going to get moved up as fast as we think because and maybe I, you know think the more I think about it, the more I think I'm wrong on this. but like the narrative is, has always been with NXT when people move up to the roster, it's like, oh, how are they gonna revamp from here? Now, if they do it with the all the new talent that's 2.0, I feel like I've never wondered that as much as I do now. Like, how would they revamp? Because you're you're talking about like bringing in brand new people again. You're not well, talking. About, have... You're. I mean, you're not. You're not talking about old NXT where they would bring in people that's like I don't know. At least thirty percent of wrestling fans knew who they were from other promotions. Yeah. You're talking about bringing in brand new people who have barely wrestled in their lives. Well, what I will say on this topic is I agree with you, with the exception of a few key players that have already proven that they're main event quality. I, I want to leave Carmelo Hayes and maybe Braun Breaker and maybe a couple others, maybe like one of the tag teams that have really stood out as exceptions to your rule. I would agree with you that I don't think that Andre Chase or uh, the Creed brothers or a lot of these 2.0 guys are main event ready or, or even main card WWE ready. There's only... but I think Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker are exceptions to your rule. I think the minute those guys lose their titles, they might be heading to the main card. Yeah. And I think the one guy that can step into their role, if, if they, if Vince doesn't already see him as main card ready as well, is Grayson Waller? Oh, hundred. I'm with I'm with you on that one. If I were to put a third person in that top three of these guys are going to the main card now or very soon, hundred percent. Grayson Waller might be my number one because yeah. he's the most athletically talented of the three I just named. Yeah, and that's not saying and he's, Hay- he's that's not saying a- Hayes isn't because Hayes is also incredible. Yeah, it's just that he's got the indie talent. He he did those indie wrestling. Who? Here's a trivia question I learned this week. Who trained Grayson Waller? Oh, Jesus. Probably somebody that's Australian. I don't know. That is a fact. That is true. Oh, God. Who's from Australia? Uh, the Iconics. New Japan. Uh, Think New Japan Australian. Oh, it's Jay White. I saw that. 
It's not Jay White. Fuck. Never mind. I didn't see that. I'm a liar and a, and a thief. Who the fuck is Australian? That's a New Japan. Robbie Eagles. Oh, Robbie. Yep. Yep. Totally. Yep. You're right. Robbie from, Eagles from, trained. Jay White's from New Zealand. I'm a fucking idiot. He's from New Zealand. Yep. <laughs> Robbie Eagles is Australian and trained Grayson Waller. I was uh watching some more of Wrestle Kingdom this week and I was Googling some people that I, I've seen before but didn't know much about. And I click on Robbie Eagles and he says that he spends a lot of time now training uh talent and i clicked on the first name because it was it had like a like a a quick link which i was i was surprised by that one of the people that he's trained had like a another wikipedia page and it was grayson fucking waller well trained by robbie eagles the current iwgp junior heavyweight tag team champion truth i forgot about that they've been the champs i think since yeah, like junior tag league or something like that. Yeah, they they've had the titles for a while and they they're pretty good. Him and uh, Black Mask are the Flying Tigers. Yeah, or Tiger Mask. Sorry. You got anything else on NXT? No. All right. Let's get into the match of the week. Mm-hmm. Chad's currently eating a piece of pizza. And had a piece of cheese hanging from his mouth. But I would narrate narrate that real quick. Uh, it's not delivery. Oh, you got Papa John's takeout? No, it's it's not delivery. It's a <laughs> Yeah, I'm fucking with you. Um, but serious note, though, uh, the wow, the Cody Rhodes, Sammy Guevara, TNT unification ladder match. Um, once again, TNT title being defended on TBS. And also, the ladder match was the first match in the card, and the lights out match was the main event. Like I said, it would be, but oh my God, this match was fucking awesome. But you do agree that this is the better of the two matches? Yes. So why is it the opener? Because of the nature of a lights out match I, I don't know they always do lights out matches in the main event i just thought this was a significantly better match i didn't think there was even a question as to whether this was a better match there's not i don't know why i asked it in a question form or or stated it in a question form earlier uh i'll just go over like the the big spots right so there was the the superplex off the top of the ladder where like Cody held him up there for a little bit and also like Sammy's foot almost got caught in the title belts. I legitimately thought he was gonna accidentally like get caught in that and take a really bad fall. Thank yeah. God that didn't happen. The fucking cutter off the top of the ladder, Sammy set up his own ladder, jumped off the top of it and hit Cody from I don't know how high that is, like 10, 12 feet up, like on like fucking frogged over it. It was the best like, RK. It was the best RK out of nowhere I've ever seen. It was oh he leapfrogged onto a ladder over the top of the ladder into a cutter. And Colt Cody sold it as bad as any good as anyone's ever sold a cutter. If I did that, I'd have the wind knocked out of me for the next 12 years of my life, and I would die <laughs> within I would die within 20 minutes because I wasn't breathing. 
I don't know how long you die. Probably like five minutes, whatever, however yeah. long it takes to die from suffocation. Probably um, not nearly 12 minutes. Yeah. I'm just a fucking idiot. Um, but yeah, that was fucking amazing. Un- unreal. Um, that was my favorite spot. Oh, yeah. I think it's everyone's favorite spot. It was just incredible. Um, crossroads off of the ladder. They had uh, ladders like set up kind of like in 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 sequence with each other sort of um where they were each on one of the ladders you saying um, they were in series yeah in series with each other i guess not parallel stop <laughs> um the the before I get to the last one, like there was a spot where Fuego del Sol came out and Fuego del Sol, the, the darling of the AEW crowd, they, they cheer the shit out of Fuego del Sol. Everyone loves Fuego del Sol. And I just thought that this was going to be the, like, like this was like the ultimate, like this was going to be Cody's heel turn, but he kind of only was just not, like, though? I mean, he kind of only just like shoved him out of the way. Like I was kind of expecting him to just like completely destroy a tiger driver 98 on him. Oh, you're completely right. Yeah. He like, they like yeah. had a conversation. He pushed him away and then Fuego so came back and he hit the tiger driver 98 completely out of nowhere. And it was like a brutal looking tiger driver 98. Yeah. Rewind. Whoop whatever sound effect you want to throw in there. Um, yeah. He'll turn from Cody. I agree. Like mm-hmm. full on. Cause Fuego del Sol is the darling of AEW. Um, and then Cody just taking him out, just nail in the coffin for his heel turn. Uh, the spot on the outside where Sammy set up uh, earlier in the match, they set up a ladder bridge. Cody set it up and Sammy set up the, the tallest ladder he could find and, fucking did a, a a flip off of that supposed to go through the lat like through cody through the ladder ladder doesn't budge at all and that was just a disgusting spot for sammy's back it looked like yes sammy bit in half over top of cody over this ladder that did not break in a in a definite oh. looking jeff hardy homage almost he yeah. hit like a son like a senton bomb and it just the ladder just was like the toughest ladder known to man and all that meant was that Sammy bent in half around Cody in the ladder's body. Yeah. And then we get like the final spot where they're both on the ladder in the middle of the ring. It's like, oh, here we go. Here comes Cody to save the day for himself. Comes up uh, like they, they're hitting some punches. And then out of nowhere, uh, the Sammy kind of just realizes the punches aren't working. He grabs one of the title belt, one of the two title belts hanging above the ring and just hits Cody with it. Cody falls off the ladder. Sammy grabs both belts and is the undisputed TNT champion. I was 100% not expecting this at all, which I, I said, think, I think adds to how special the match was. Yeah. I said it multiple times. Like this is during the match I was watching it with my wife and I was like, this is the, this is the part where Cody does this and then wins the title. Cause he's Cody. And that's how they, that's how AEW treats Cody. He's going to win it, obviously, and stuff like that. Throughout the match, I'm saying stupid shit like that. And yeah. then Sam, Sammy won. 
which means Cody never defended this title. He won it and lost it. That's it. Mm, yeah. Wait. Sammy defended the interim title against Cody's opponent. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because he was Cody was supposed to have the first defense at Battle of the Belts. Yeah. And that ended up not happening. You're right. Mm-hmm. And Holy then shit. Sammy defended it against it defended the interim against Daniel Garcia. Yeah. So Sammy defended the interim once and then won the legit title. And Cody did nothing but win the title, get booed, leave for COVID, come back and lose the title. Dude, heel turn is coming. Yeah. He's if, not going to say it's a heel turn. He's going to act like it's not, but it's a heel turn. Yeah. And I kind of like how they're doing it. Like, I, I don't mind that at all. I'm not going to cheer. Yeah, I'm not going to cheer for him, though. It's not going to sit here and say I like Cody Rhodes, but yeah, it was. Th- this match was just so fucking good. Um, you know my favorite part about Cody Rhodes? Nothing. The theme music. I think Cody has really good theme music. Yeah, I mean, it's a good song. It's on one of That's my Spotify. It's on one of my Spotify playlists. I think. That's about it, though. Which did you think I was going to say the neck tattoo? No. <laughs> You're right. That's definitely terrible. not. 100% not. Yeah, I think that's probably, yeah. One of if if not the only good thing, one of the only good things about him right now. Wardlow, Wardlow had a match. He uh squashed two jobbers. Uh What's I just like thought, the fifth fifth squash match he's had yeah but this one was a little different because um we can kind of tie this in with the whole cm punk and mjf stuff because the dynamite was in cleveland which is where wardlow is from so wardlow got the shit cheered out of him and not Mm -hmm. just because he was doing the symphony power bombs which people normally cheer it was because that's the hometown boy which made it a lot more it just made the the moment a lot more important when he power bombed Punk after the MJF and Punk promos. Yeah, it was. I'm glad Wardlow is over as he is using squash matches because it's it's wild. AEW like has in its entire history has refused to squash match, but somehow they're using squash matches to put Wardlow as so over. But I think all they're really doing with the squash is not even really putting Wardlow over as much as they're putting over his power bomb and his series of power bombs, the symphony, so per se. Yeah. It, it's more putting over a move than it is the person. The person was oh is over. The the move is now getting over because of the way they're selling it via the matches. Yeah. And I, I'm really excited for the Wardlow MJF match that's gonna come soon. Yeah. Um it just it just made me think that like you know the the timing just seemed right last night where because they were in Cleveland and he got the shit cheered out of him when he had a squash match and then MJF tells uh, just tells Wardlow to power bomb CM Punk onto that chair and I'm thinking like he's not going to do it he's going to do something like he's going to turn he's going to he's going to turn on the pinnacle something's going to happen and then it ends up not happening which I'm fine with kind of drag it out a little more, but this, 
I'm ready. I'm ready for this to to really pick up here. The MJF and Wardlow stuff. Okay. Of the pick of the three, which one are you most excited to finally conclude? Sonia versus Naomi, the Mysterios breaking up, or Wardlow and MJF? Sonia Naomi. Please end that shit now. I'd rather watch Wardlow squash matches for months. Yeah. As long as I got say Sonia versus Naomi to be fucking over. Because it's entertaining. Like the Sonia Naomi stuff, like I feel like it took weeks off in between shit too. Like Wardlow is at least on TV every week doing squashes, which sometimes can be meh. But the Sonia and Naomi stuff is like, please just fucking end this. Like I, I thought like so long ago, like, oh, maybe they're doing like yeah, they're kind of doing a slow build with this thing. I can kind of, I can kind of get into this, but then they, they ended up like trying to do the match and then not doing the match. I think that's what kind of ruined it for the Sonya Naomi thing. The mysterious thing is like, that's just kind of been something that everyone thinks is coming. And now we're in rumble season and it's kind of time for it to actually kick off. Oh, it's totally happened at the rumble. If it's not happening at the rumble, it's never happening. Yeah. Or at least like them turning on each other or them being like the heel turn won't happen by whoever it's going to be Dominic uh, at the rumble, <laughs> but uh, it'll happen the next night or the week after that on raw to, to build towards our mania match almost has to be. Yeah. You got two nights of rain mania to build. We got more mania than ever in front of a live full crowd for the first time ever two full nights. I mean, I know we did two nights and a partial crowd like sweet. I mean, last year, but like, fuck man, they are going to start the, the storylines like that are going to be the filler material for two whole nights. Yeah. So something, expect... something also to think about with crowds first Royal rumble with crowds in two years. Yeah. Last year's uh Royal rumble with no crowds was uh, not, I don't even who won the men's last year. Edge. Oh yeah. In front of no people. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Featuring Thanks. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That is true. Um you want to get into the punk MJF stuff? There were some things said here. I, I thought it was a good promo. I can't recall anything like overly specific that I thought was great, except for I really enjoyed MJF talking about WWE with CM Punk. And I've been on the show and on this podcast talking multiple times about how I hate they're constantly bringing up the WWE stuff with CM Punk. I thought this was a good callback for the CM Punk no shows, the last paper, I mean, the last raw he was supposed to be on with wwe which was in cleveland yeah and he like he just no showed it right before he like walked out of the company and mjf talks about that in cleveland which i loved yeah it was because that's something that like i don't think i even knew because like he was mentioning it like uh saying something about cleveland and punk and he was like oh we'll get to that in a little bit and I was like, what is he talking about? I honestly had no idea. I like, yep. I don't know if that was like something that was in the news. Cause like, I, I didn't start watching again until after punk had already left the company. Cause like, I remember the early CM punk days, but then by the time I started watching wrestling again, punk was already gone. So that wasn't really a thing that was 
prevalent in my mind. Yeah. So I was, I was very much interested. I was like, what is he talking about? And it kind of hooked me in. Um, but yeah, the, the, the pinnacle just absolutely destroyed CM Punk. And we get, we're going to get CM Punk versus MJF next week in Chicago. Finally. Finally. And I mean, CM Punk almost is guaranteed to win. It's in Chicago. Every but, time I think someone's guaranteed to beat MJF, MJF wins. Yeah, it, I, I could. I could see it going either way. The more that I think about it throughout this next week, the more I'm going to think probably that MJF is going to win. But I mean, as of right now, I'm, I, if I were to have to predict that, I would I got to go CM Punk right now. But luckily, we don't have to predict weekly shows yeah. for the title belt. Um. There is one thing I want to talk about with the women's match that I kind of fast forwarded through. Um, and it's just a question, a really a how the fuck question. How the fuck are Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet the number one and number two contenders in the women's division in AEW? I'm so glad you asked this question. So obviously AEW dark and dark elevation, but like what? Yep. <laughs> So every year, AEW resets the rankings and they let like they like change very frequently the, the, the month of January every year because they reset your yearly record, right? And Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet are winning dark and elevation matches. But this this exact question, I had the question while I was watching the match because it was like the number one and number two contenders. I was like, how the fuck? What? Here's an idea. And AEW and Aubrey Edwards, if you're listening, listen to me now. <laughs> I think I think this is a perfect chance next year for AEW to do something super cool. What if the first Dynamite or New Year Smash they do, what if they held like fatal five ways to determine an elimination matches? Like they pick five people. And they they rank the five based on their elimination in the match, mm. or they hold like or they hold like two nights worth of dynamite and rampage, and hold like reset the rankings matches. You know, like if you win, you're in the top five. If you lose, you're not. And they held like all the people that were close. Like, don't put the top five in the match. Put like put the six top through fifteen. Yeah, put the top you ten know? in there and have five matches. Yeah, and then like. All right, you won your match. You're in the top five, and you're a top contender. And then they can use that to build some new guys. Because like, I after I saw that in that match, and you told me Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet were one and two, which means that next week Layla Hirsch will be number one because Red Velvet lost. Um, I looked at the rankings, and the men's are the same way. It's like Dante Martin is number two or something. And then in the tag teams, house party or private party is number one. <laughs> I was about to say, who the fuck is house party? <laughs> private party is number one. Yeah. It, it, you have the Young Bucks and FTR and all these people, and your number one is private party, and number two is the gun club. Hmm. <laughs> number five was not the House of Black, by the way. It was the Kings. Of something they called the House of Black something different. Their house, their name is not House of Black anymore. I 
did they not go by a tag team name? Do that? Don't they? Don't they go by another tag team name in PWG? And like, no, they go by House of Black and PWG. Okay, because I have a feeling that AEW is going to go the route of like their tag team name is this, but the like as they build this group that I think they're going to make, I don't think House of Black is going to be just a tag team. I think it's going to be a stable or a faction. I think this the faction will be called the House of Black. And then the yeah, tag that's team, obviously what they're going for. The yeah. tag team will be Malachi and Brody King, which I'm, I'm fine with as long as the name is cool. Is the name cool? I'm pulling it up. G's. It is the Kings of the Black Throne, which is super legit. Yeah, I, I remember hearing it and being like, almost okay. as good as their promo this week. Their promo they, they this week was They said super that legit. in the promo. They said that in the promo, Kings of the Black Throne. I just thought it was kind of a saying more than a tag team name. Yeah. Kings of the Black Throne, which is going to be super legit. Well, um, moving on. Um, Britt Baker just absolutely torched Baker Mayfield. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. As a football fan, that was enjoyable to watch Baker Mayfield get roasted by the AEW women's champion. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this makes me laugh. And then we had the, I mean, I, the only other stuff I have is the main event. Yeah. I got a question on the main event before you get too far into it. Okay. Was this the worst lights out match they've had yet? I don't think so. Um, Which one would you say? Was I can't worse? remember them all, but I feel like there's one that Eddie Kingston or something like that. Somebody was in that was just all right. Like it was, I thought this one was just all right. Yeah. I, I thought there were moments in this one that were cool. And we'll talk about my favorite moment in a second, but like, I don't think it was bad at all. I didn't say it was bad. Uh, well, I just thought it was okay. Is it because Orange Cassidy won? Because I can tell you exactly why that happened. I was upset that that was the conclusion of this match. That's for sure. But even up, to, I had already wrote in my notes, not nowhere near the best lights out match before the finale happened no i think baker and thunder rosa is well clearly that's number one but like thinking of lights out matches in aw that i've watched i mean this was definitely not the best and name, I, I couldn't name think another of, one though i can't remember I, like i get so damn drunk there, when i watch wrestling one I can't the very remember. there was what was the one? There was the one, I think, between AEW. Moxley and Kingston or something like that when they had a feud. But or maybe like um, maybe it was like Moxley and Kingston versus Archer and somebody had a lights out match. I can't fucking remember. But I can um, tell you why Orange Cassidy won while you're looking oh, it up. Mox and Suzuki. Mox and Suzuki did a lights out match. At Grand Slam. Oh, yeah, and exactly. That was the main event, not Omega and Danielson. Yep, that opened the show. Yep. Oh, no, sorry. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer was the lights out match. There we go. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, And didn't like that one very much at all. Yeah, okay. I thought this one was better than that one. Um, But I'll tell you why Orange Cassidy won. Lights out, like, because... If you look at the ranking when they were both making their entrances, Adam Cole is number one in the rankings in, in singles. 
Um, and he had a nine and zero record. Uh, next week, if he has a match, he will come out still as the number one ranked and will still be nine and zero because lights out matches don't count towards your record. Oh, so you're saying because Adam Cole, this doesn't count. Adam Cole can lose, and we can sell both as as top tier contenders. Yes, it makes it makes Cassidy look strong and doesn't give Cole the blemish on his record. I compl- like I was fully expecting Adam Cole to win the match until I remembered that lights out matches don't count towards your record. What about the lights out match between John Moxley and Joey Janela? What Boy. about the lights out match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega? That one I think was good. Right? Has to have been. Ja- Moxley and Janela, I don't remember. That was like early AEW days. Yeah, I'm just pointing out, like, I remember the Moxley-Omega match being really good. I remember the Britt Baker-Thunder Rosa match being really good. I just, this one did not hold up to the lights out that those two set. Yeah, but, I mean, as we've there, already there was- pointed out, there's been some other lackluster ones. I think this is kind of middle of the road. If we're just talking the five that we've mentioned so yeah. far, um, then that's to just assume that the Moxley and Omega one was excellent, which it almost has to be. I don't remember anything about it, honestly. I get drunk. That was like Moxley's first, uh, like first rivalry was Omega. Like he walked in and was like, I'm going after Omega. And I remember them having some battles that were phenomenal. Yeah. I just don't remember any details about it. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the match, though. Uh, before we get to the very, very first thing that we're going to fucking freak out about, I have a sign. Um, Adam Cole is my hall pass. Yeah, I I pointed at that when it came up on the screen. And I told my wife that you should add him to my hall pass list. Yours? I love, yours? I, I love Adam Cole. Agreed. Adam Cole agreed. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna has tell been has been and is currently still my favorite current wrestler in the business and has been for about four years. Huh. Does that coincide with anything? Undisputed era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a joke, dude. Um, but yeah. Let's great uh, sign. Great sign. Yeah. So um did you see if it was a dude or a chick who had that sign? I'm pretty sure it was a girl, but I wasn't really paying attention to that because then it would short, only be it would be funnier if it was a dude. Because then shortly after that, we had a debut. Very nice, very evil. Danhausen is all elite. Yo, can I, can I cannot believe it? Can I mention that member? Like when I first mentioned Ring of Honor collapsing, I was like, here are people and things I want from ring of honor in AEW, and i mentioned i mentioned four people it's like go OG, back and ogk brody king dan housing brody king bandito and dan housing i have ogk in both impact and nwa so i'm happy with that i got brody king in AEW. i got dan housing in an orange cassidy match which is exactly what I talked this about. This is exactly what we, yeah, we've talked about this. Like we want to see that match specifically. 
Brody King is with House of Black, which is exactly what I talked about. And then the fourth one I had was uh, Bandito. Bandito, and he hasn't done almost anything except for like small house shows defending the the new Ring of Honor championship. But I think he will probably go to either MLW or Triple A um, yeah. until uh, Honor Supercard of Honor, and they've already announced for Supercard of Honor that the main event will be Jonathan Gresham versus Bandito oh, to settle yes. who is the act- who is the actual Ring of Honor champion. I am very excited for be- WrestleMania weekend. That card is going to be so fucking good. Very excited. Very excited for WrestleMania weekend. Um, here's my immediate prediction for Danhausen because I don't think we're immediately going to get the Orange Cassidy Danhausen match we're we're looking for. Well, he's not ready to wrestle. His 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 leg's still fucked up. He, well, he yeah, was he's limping around up. after. I agree, but I don't think he's going to be off of TV. I think he'll still be on TV. Um, I see him for his first feud or like kind of comedy thing going here being like a comedic foil to the elite. Oh, obviously. I mean, I, I think it's very obvious. I, I, he was I, the match. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going the, the obvious the, route. The, the chair from. Yeah. I mean, to, for the listeners who didn't watch it, he, he was Adam Cole went under the ring to grab a steel chair and on the other end of the steel chair, he pulled out Danhausen, who like, <laughs> who like pointed at him really weird and said something in weird Danhausen's voice. Walked away. And then he just walked out. Yeah. So clearly, Danhausen's gonna be this like shadowy figure in the back, fucking with the elite until Kenny Omega can come back and the elite can focus on Kenny Omega. Like this is a temporary thing for Adam Cole and the elite to deal with until Kenny Omega is the problem. Exactly. And we split the we split the elite. It's perfect. It's great because if there's anyone who can who can promo with anyone right now, other than like MJF and CM Punk, it's Adam Cole. So like perfect. Put Danhausen, who's the most comedic character and is absolutely the most entertaining commodity on the free agency market. Put him in AEW against Adam Cole and the elite. This is perfect. Yeah. Very nice, God. very evil, very elite, Dan very Housen. evil is what he tweeted after Tony Ooh. Khan tweeted the picture. I am so fucking excited. Finally hired by A and W, dude. The <laughs> uh, this brings me back to the A and W application that he filled out and posted on online. I have filed my application for A and W, <laughs> and then a the A and W restaurant. Uh, like official Twitter account tweeted back at it and was like, you're hired. (laughs) So funny. Please help sell root beer. Yeah. Um, There, I mean, there was, there was a couple of decent spots in this match, but I mean, we just get to like the final spot and then talk about the rumble predictions. Um, Adam Cole went to get on top of like the, I don't know the fucking walkway that people walk out of when they make their entrances. It was the, what is that? The face side that he wanted to do it off of. He, he, he wanted to do a Panama sunrise. And then he looked up and saw that and was like, I'm going to do a Panama sunrise off of this, which when I thought about it, I was like, he would have to jump off of that land on his feet and then do a fucking <laughs> uh, Canadian destroyer. I was like, that's not happening. And then all that's of a sudden, so yeah, stupid. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the camera zooms out and, Orange Cassidy's not there and he's behind him. Um, 
And then Orange Cassidy grabs him. Uh, well, no, he doesn't grab him. Does like the best friends hug and won't let him go. And they jump off of that off to the side of the stage. Yeah, he did like a side this, effect. This bump to Adam Cole did not look good at yeah. all. I was his looking body on, like I was looking on Twitter. Head, it came underneath them. Like, yeah, I was looking on Twitter for stuff about Adam Cole being injured because I was so fucking scared that he was going to be injured because right before they went off the air, I saw one of the refs point. I think it was Bryce Remsburg pointed at his own neck, implying that like Adam Cole had something wrong with his neck and i was like oh my fucking god please don't well they, they like jump and like they're in the side it's it's basically a side effect from the best friend's hug yeah it's what it is what it was and because he's like holding the upper part of adam cole and they don't jump at the exact same point orange cassidy pulls the head and neck area of Adam Cole faster down than the rest of his body. So he basically inverts where his feet are, are hanging above his head and he lands on the head and neck area completely. And I saw, as soon as it happened, I told my wife, I was like, Oh my God, Adam took a huge bump on that one. Like, I hope he's okay. Cause his head and neck went head first. Yeah. Through yeah. like the cheapest wood ever, probably balsam wood. Balsa. You know? Yeah. It broke really easy. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i still haven't seen anything on twitter so i at this point i'm assuming he's okay i mean we're not even 24 yeah. hours removed from that but I, I feel like if he wasn't okay we would know by now um, yeah somebody would have like taken a video of him getting carted out of there or something if he wasn't okay yeah yeah for sure um but yeah that that's gonna wrap up dynamite all right Let's get into our predictions and preview for the Royal Rumble premium live event this weekend on Peacock. Uh, let's just start with the most obvious match in the world, Chad. Uh, we'll start with Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. Who do you have and why? I would like to start by talking about this match by saying that Today, I was looking at predictions for uh, this match, and I was reading a comicbook.com article where their their panel was talking about predictions. Shout out to comicbook.com, who's previously uh, given uh, some retweets to the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling via their articles. Yes, thank you. Um, thank you, comicbook.com. Keep looking out for us. But their panel, one of the questions they were asking in the predictions contest that they usually do uh, was which match is more likely to be an upset match, Becky versus Dewdrop or Beth versus Miz? And everyone but one person picked M M Miz and Maurice winning made more sense than Becky losing to Dewdrop. 100%. So I agree winner, with that. The winner of the championship matches at Royal Rumble is going to be your champion walking into WrestleMania, most likely. Most Dude, of the time, Dude that's a fact. Dewdrop's just not that person. Dewdrop is absolutely not that person. This is the only match that was easy to predict uh -huh. on the entire card. 100%. Becky, Becky Lynch wins this match. It's not even a question. Yep, I have Becky Lynch. I also have Joe's predictions already. Joe also picked Becky Lynch. Easy one. So on that same note, the next match we'll talk about is Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Miz and Maurice. Who do you have, Dylan? I thought about this one a lot. 
because I, like you said, I don't, I don't think any other match is easy to predict whatsoever, including this one. Um, I picked the Miz to win at day one because I thought that 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 edge that there that this mixed tag match was going to be at WrestleMania, and I thought that Edge and Beth Phoenix would win the mixed tag match. Um, so I was wrong there. Edge won at day one, so logic would make me think 50-50 booking Miz and Maurice would be winning here. However, I just don't I don't see this going anywhere past this pay-per-view. I think Edge is going to have another match against somebody else at WrestleMania, and I think I figured out who that's going to be, but I'm going to save that for later because it might piss you off because I know some things that you're predicting. Um, so I think Edge is actually going to take both matches in this feud edge and beth phoenix win at the rumble so i told dylan earlier <clears throat> for the first time in this whole predictions contest i i i'm so split on so many of these things that i think i'm just gonna pick who i want to win almost every match and i i want becky to win because i don't see Dewdrop as the raw women's champion especially not over big time bex and I want Becky to, to have a championship match at WrestleMania against someone that's important that we'll talk about later. <laughs> but I want Miz and Maurice to win this match. Whoa. Because I have always been a bigger Miz fan than Edge. And I think I'm one of those weird people that just... One of my favorite wrestlers of all time is The Miz. I he He's an underrated superstar in the history of WWE. If you undersell Agreed. how important WWE history is in the 2010s without talking about the Miz you've missed every title he, he's he's held it at all twice and I've loved almost everything and as I said the the smart heel is something that so few people do and he does it so well it's just a great gimmick I love it I've always been a huge uh fan of the Miz and I think Maurice is a pretty lady and uh, oh. I don't necessarily feel the same way about Beth Phoenix. So I, like I told you, uh, I may finish last place at this pay-per-view. I'm okay with that because I'm picking my favorites in each match. I don't and like the I'm route. picking Miz like and Maurice. The, I don't like the route you're going here by, you know, playing the sad, the sad boy. Cause that's my thing. No, I'm not sad. I'm, I'm <laughs> the, willing to accept sad, last place sad boy. because I'm picking my favorites. All right. right. I'm picking who I want to win every match. I'm picking some some curveballs and spicy meatballs, and I'm going <laughs> Miz and Maurice here. All right. Uh, Joe sent me and said he he has Edge and Beth Phoenix here, and then in parentheses he wrote classic 50-50 booking, which makes zero sense because Edge <laughs> won at day one. <laughs> so I don't know what Joe was thinking there. Classic but, 100% booking. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't understand that one. Um, Joe, maybe you can explain that one to us next week uh, as you listen to this while you're editing this. Um, Joe is editing this week, by the way. So that's, that's what's happening there. That's why I haven't said I'll cut that at all this week because who knows what the fuck Joe's going to cut. Hopefully it cuts out those pee breaks we had. <laughs> 
next match, uh, we'll do the we'll do the title matches before we get into the rumbles. Uh, we'll do the rumbles last because I feel like that's where we're gonna have the most shit to talk about. Uh, let's go, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, WWE Championship on the line. Chad, why do you want Bobby Lashley? All right. to win? Why do you want Bobby Lashley to win so much? Okay, so I told <laughs> Dylan this offline before the card started. Uh, what exactly I was going to do with these two matches. Um, and you can do with this what you will, but I am picking either Brock or Roman to lose the title to set up a match at Mania. My gut feeling is that Seth will win because they've done extra stipulations, especially regarding the Usos. But I don't want to undersell the possibility that that's a big swerve and that Bobby wins it over Lesnar because Raymonds gets involved, which I could totally see happening. So for safe, for safe picking here, I am picking both challengers to win their matches. So I'm picking Bobby Lashley to win this one. And I have a feeling I'm going to get one of the two, right? Okay. So let's just talk about both of them at the same time, because they have so much to do with each other. Let's just talk about both championship matches. So you're taking Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley for the reasons that you just spoke of. Um, I'll go ahead and say what Joe has. Joe has Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar to win the matches. Um, That's the safest bet, I think. I also have the same thing. I'm taking Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. I, I don't really like... I went back and forth all week because I was actually thinking of going the exact opposite of you and picking Roman and Brock thinking because the Royal rumble is so like, there's so many points and prediction, like predictions to have so many, so many things to predict in the Royal rumble pay-per-view for our contest that I, I basically just need to guarantee myself some points by taking Roman and Brock guaranteeing myself that at least one of them will win, right? We know we, we have a very strong feeling that we're going to have Roman versus Brock at mania for a championship. So one of them's winning on, on Saturday It's just, the question is who will it be now? My thought, and this is kind of why I changed is I think Seth Rollins is going to win. Roman reigns has had the universal championship for over 500 days. He's broken the record for universal championship reigns uh, like, or not number of reigns, but like days in a reign uh, set by Brock Lesnar, like, like a week or two ago. Um, Brock just got the title. So I'm just going with classic. Like this guy just got the title. He's not going to drop it. Romans had the title forever. And I think we're also like, I just think there's so many things that go into it. Roman is in a natural face turn phase right now going into WrestleMania as the challenger to Brock Lesnar will get him cheered even more. And then at the same time, also the brand switch that will come with Rollins winning the universal championship, bringing it to raw and then Bobby Lashley or I'm sorry, Brock Lesnar being the free agent he is moving to SmackDown to feud with Reigns just makes way more sense than Lashley winning it from Lesnar staying on Raw to feud with God knows who and Lesnar then doing the free agent thing. And then at the same time, at the same time, I just think that Seth has more 
few possible feuds that he could have with the Royal Rumble winner than Bobby Lashley does. All right. I got three important things to think about. Three as to why I didn't want to make a decision between Bobby and Seth winning the title. But I agree with you that there will be a Roman versus Brock match at Mania, and it will be for a title not to mince, not to mix the titles or do any kind of bullshit with both titles. One, what match will open the card is a very important. Oh, this is another thing. This is another thing that I don't, th- I don't know if you caught this. I don't know if anybody on Twitter caught this. The announcers on SmackDown this week said that Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins will main event the Royal Rumble. If that happens, Seth wins and Brock retains. 100%. It's not that, a that, that just solidified it for me. That's already, that's like set? It's not confirmed, but they said it on SmackDown, I think. So if that's true, then I feel that Seth has got to win. It makes the most sense for Seth to win. But if they swerve us at all with that and it switches, there could be some weird stuff because I think the winner of the main event will be the one that wins the title off the champion and the the opening match will be the one where they gets defended. Yeah, I could see that. I I think one of the two is going to open the show, though. Okay, that's possible. Uh, two uh, on this whole thing is uh, the stipulations involved in the match make and then make it super difficult for me to determine. They're selling you. They're they're like making you thirst at the mouth almost that Seth Rollins is winning this match. Yeah, with the stipulation, and I. WWE swerves us so often. I just don't trust it. I don't care about title reign length and any of that bullshit. The guy who is the free agent is Brock Lesnar, not Roman Reigns, right? So yep. I I could see it going both ways, which it's it's given me the heebie-jeebies even thinking about trying to pick one of the two, which is why I just picked both challengers and someone's winning the title off the guys, off the champions. And then three is the heel versus face dynamic and how quickly we're going to move into the changing of heel face dynamics. Because if you look at it right now, the heel is Roman and the face is Brock. Yeah. But I think there's going to be a double turn by mania and it's going to make more sense to pull the title off the face, which will eventually be Roman. But I'm not willing to say that that's happening at this pay-per-view especially when the next pay-per-view is an elimination chamber where they have a history of having someone random just pull that win out. Yeah. Yeah. Bray Wyatt could only win a WWE title because they put him in an elimination chamber and had someone else pin John Cena. Yeah. It's that, that should be a whole, like that's number four on my list of like, why I can't pick elimination chamber is next in Saudi Arabia where they had fucking Goldberg beat Bray Wyatt. They're willing to change the title in Saudi Arabia. It's totally something they're willing to do. It's something that I've said on this show for the last like month. Like I've, I've been dead set on like both Brock and Roman are going to win both of their matches at the rumble. And I've only recently switched it because I don't trust my gut, I guess, even though it's so big, 
and I've been saying that Brock Lesnar is going <laughs> to I've been saying that Brock Lesnar is going to lose at elimination chamber to somebody. This but. this is just so hard to determine. I I think I'm I, I I fired the gun, you know, like I I had the bullet in and I was like not willing to push the trigger on picking both challengers, but I feel like I will probably get more points if I pick both challengers, if they swerve us with Bobby Lashley, then anyone else will get. Because I think most people are going to pick Roman to lose to Seth or Roman and Brock. Then anyone will pick Brock, Bobby and Seth. So I'm going to pick both challengers in the hopes one of the wins and I get two points for either one versus two points for hoping I get both or four points for hoping yeah. I get both right. I think the thing you fall into there, though, is like 0% chance both of them win, right? That's not true. Eh, we'll see that's that's the internet odds actually say if you look at like predictions from multiple websites i looked at comicbook.com i looked at bleacher report i looked at everything while the odds that brock lesnar and roman are in the rumble is high though the both matches the odds that those guys both retain are higher than their opponents winning the match yeah that's true i mean it's um, wwe holy fuck what if they just brand? What if they just eliminate brand rosters because their rosters are small after Mania because they combine the titles? That's my fear. Please don't. Please don't talk about stuff like that. Let's let's just move on. Let's just get to the women's rumble. Um, let's uh, let's talk about some things before we get into the actual predictions for the women's rumble. Um, We'll talk about the the biggest rumor when we make our final four predictions because I know that Joe and I at least have that person in our final four, at the very least. Um, let's talk about some other things. Um, people that could show up. What are we thinking? Bailey. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some names. Bailey, Oscar, and someone we already mentioned on this show. That was surprising to me, but it was only because we were talking about breaking ground. Lacey Evans. I think all those are very safe picks, honestly. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of those hit ground. Uh, Lacey Evans has been, uh, it's been a long time since Lacey Evans had her kid, which is why she showed, she disappeared from the show. Um, yeah. I've seen videos that, I've seen videos that Bailey is actively working out and the the internet rumor is that Oscar's in the match. Yeah. So, so. I mean, we've got, what we've got nine spots to fill in the women's Royal rumble. And if you, if you do the normal math of like three of those being gimmicks, gimmicky people, you got six legit roster spots to fill. If you do normal math, three of those are NXT people. So that leaves three non-surprise like, or surprise people. And if you were to put betting money, Two of the three of the people you just named are probably in the Rumble. Okay. Um, let's talk about NXT people. Um, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, Io Shirai, I think, are your three the- that are most likely to show up. I don't think it's most likely. I think those are the only three legitimate people that could show up. Yeah. Um, Raquel Gonzalez... I, I think could show up, but is not moving up to the main card yet because she's got some weird thing with Cora Jade still going on. I would not be shocked at all if this is the main roster debut for Dakota Kai because she doesn't have anything going on on the on the on the NXT card. She beat like some random 
Hispanic girl two weeks ago that's in the Dusty Cup with her other partner that I don't remember what ethnicity she is of, but um, some weird tag team she beat Dakota Kai beat her like two weeks ago. Yeah. So I think if you were to rank them, in my opinion, number one is Dakota Kai. Number two is Raquel Gonzalez. And number three is Io Shirai because Io Shirai has some stuff going on where she's talking about finding a different partner for the Dusty Cup. And she beat, uh, what was it? What's her name? Tiffany Stratton, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. Daddy's girl, as we call her on. Oh, boy. Yeah. NXT. I'm not a fan of that at all. Hate it. Dislike. Um, I don't. I don't think you could see anyone else in the conversation. The only one I put maybe at four is Mandy Rose with the yeah. NXT belt, making a surprise appearance and going pretty far. I could see that. I didn't even think about that one because they like to put NXT champions in the Rumble, as I've said previously. Yeah, but I would put Dakota Kai number one. All right. Um, one more. One more to ask you about before we get to. Uh, predictions because we'll talk about the big one during predictions. Page. Okay. Um, I'm just going to lay this out as clearly as possible. Um, I am absolutely infatuated with Page. <laughs> um, it doesn't answer like the question. Page is like the most attractive WWE wrestler of all time, in my opinion. Um, so if Paige comes back, uh, count me in. I'm, I'm excited. I'll leave it at that. I don't think she comes back in this match. I would say I don't expect that, but if she does, I'll be fucking stoked. If her music hits and that like primal scream that Paige's music used to start out with hits, I will jump off the fucking couch. I'm excited to see that. I can't wait. This will be the first time the the three of us are ever watching a pay-per-view together, sitting next to each other. I will not be sitting next to you for the women's rumble, just in case uh, just some parts of your body touch me that are <laughs> extremely hard. Okay. Uh, I page, You've asked page. me. I just wanted to asked, know what your thoughts were. If she, like, will she be there? But I don't decided, think she will. You decided but... to take it into a boner direction. <laughs> Okay, you've asked me three questions. I have a follow-up two questions for you before we get into predictions. Are you ready? All right. One, name one person that you don't expect to be there that would make you overly ecstatic if they are as a surprise entrant. And I'll ask the same question for the men's. I... Honestly, I think it would be... I'm not really sure ecstatic. It would have to be Paige for me, but it's not for the reason that you said. It's because of the injury and her being told she can never wrestle again when she was 25 years old. And now we're four years after that. She's still in the what is could be the prime of her career and career saving, uh, even if it is only her coming back for just the Rumble. Like I think that would be the, the biggest one for me. Let's not undersell that she makes like a million dollars a year just Twitch streaming and her boyfriend is a lead singer of a very popular band. So sure. I'm not saying like she's poor. I was saying she, like that's the one like that she's would, that career would, wise in detriment for yeah, not being in the ring. But wrestling wrestling is her life. Was, was. yeah. 
I would agree with you. I think my number one, like most like ecstatic person that I would jump off the couch to see would be Paige. I would agree with that. Uh, two, and this may lead into the news you want. Who is like your guarantee surprise pick that you know is going to be there and or you very confident it's going to be there? Uh, let's get into predictions. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'll let you... I'll let you say what you want to because say. Because I've got do final four. I've got two people. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Well, just say the final four and end on your winner. Um, but I've got two people that are not announced for the match in my final four. Holy shit! Okay, uh, that are not officially announced for the match. All right. So. Oh, okay. Um. I'll go over Joe's real quick. Joe has Mickey James, Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey in her final four with Bianca Belair repeating as women's Royal Rumble winner. Which is the odds favorite. Yep. Uh, and then for me, I have Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair in my final four with the other two, one of them being Raquel Gonzalez, Big dominant female wrecking house in the women's rumble, being like that new Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler type this year, and the winner being Ronda Rousey. Okay, so before I announce my picks, just to cover down on this whole thing, since they both mentioned it, uh, the internet rumor number one is that Ronda Rousey is coming back for the rumble. She had her kid in September. She and took has, off time and has been training. She she left the WWE the first time because she wanted to have a kid that was successful with her husband, Travis Brown, the UFC fighter, and they have had their kid. It was in September. Um, it is now January, which is five months, four, four and a half, five months later. Um, yep. It's it's about the time frame that uh, other people have come back at post birth, like Brandy Rhodes style comeback. Becky took a little longer, but it's not much far off, right? So it's definitely right. a it's it's plausible, is what I'm saying with that. Is that it's definitely plausible that if she was working out the whole time and everything like that, she could come back for the rumble. I think she's um, number thirty or twenty nine. I I agree with you. She's very late in this thing. I don't think she's going to come in in the the first two thirds of this damn. She's a twenty something if she comes in. Yeah. Um, are you ready for my final four? Oh yeah, send it. All right, I got Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair. Okay. I went with a a previous Final Four, usually very good in Rumbles, Rhea Ripley. Okay. I didn't know who to pick for number four. And then I have my winner as Ronda Rousey. Okay. Because if she comes back in this damn thing, there ain't a chance in fucking hell she's not winning unless Bianca wins. Yeah. There's only four women, I imagine, in this two-night WrestleMania, and their names are Charlotte, Becky, Bianca, and Ronda. Yeah. Yeah. So you're thinking so, Ronda, you're thinking Ronda versus Charlotte at Mania? I, I would hope I hope so. I could see it going both ways. I do and too. that maybe they they swerve it to Ronda versus Becky, which Becky's been clamoring for for a long time. But I want Becky versus Bianca after SummerSlam to be like the main event of night one. And yeah. I want Charlotte versus Rhonda to like be the opening match of night two. Okay. That's what I, I want. That. I could That's see what that. I want. 
All right. Yeah, I could see that. Um, one little note that uh, this is something that we talked about last week with the uh, Natalia and her world records. Um, I think uh, this is just a bold prediction. Natalia will set the record for shortest time in a women's rumble during this Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, I, I talked about that weeks ago when we talked about like things she could do recently. She's going to try and do something in the rumble and she's going to get thrown out and or it's, get nothing. It's, it's going to happen. It's that. That's what it Dude, is. So on your pick, I want to I want to mention your pick, Raquel Gonzalez. I think if they pull Raquel Gonzalez to be in this match, I think she comes in at like five. Okay. Or like or like fifteen. I could see two like, things. I could see like twelve two, through fifteen. Two two trains of thought. She comes in at five. She's gonna dominate the match until about fifteen. Okay. Or she comes in at fifteen and she's the big bad that clears out the ring. Yep. And if that happens, she's coming in one before Natalia. Oh, yeah. If, oh, if what you're saying is happening, it's Raquel Gonzalez who's going to throw fucking Natalia out in like T minus negative two seconds. I cannot wait to see how fucking wrong we are about so many of these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be good because then we couldn't figure it out and then we'll be more surprised. True. All right. Um, men's. Let's do men's. Okay. Okay, before we get into men's, I want to I want to read the breaking news that I caught right before we start talking about this. Are you ready? Oh my god, what? Okay, the breaking news I read right before we got talking about the Royal Rumble is that one of the surprise confirmed members of the Royal Rumble is Shane McMahon. And the other one I read that's You've almost definitely be confirmed. Kidding me. Yeah. Just so we're on the same page, there's only eight spots that are unannounced for the men's. So we have one less than the women's. Okay. Um, and the other surprise one I've heard in the same article is that Bad Bunny might be making a Royal Rumble appearance. Maybe not in okay. the match itself, okay. but definitely making an appearance at the paper or the streaming live event. Premium live event. I'd be down Sorry, for premium. I'd be down for the second one. Fuck Shane McMahon. Get him out of here. Don't care. He is, it would clearly be to set up a, a Shane McMahon match at WrestleMania somehow. I mean, well, okay, before we get too upset about this, just to, if we if we took if we said we were at 23 men and we only had seven surprises, and one of them was because Shane McMahon is announced and it set up Shane McMahon in a WrestleMania match. Let's remember the kind of thing Shane McMahon has done at Mania. That's true. Shane McMahon jumped off a hell in a cell. At Mania. And that's Shane McMahon. AJ Styles match was fucking awesome. Shane McMahon versus AJ was great. Shane McMahon versus The Miz with no one in attendance. True. In a Falls Count Anywhere match, they jumped off a fucking balcony through some tables. No, that was, at, that was at WrestleMania 35. There was lots of people in attendance for that. For the Miz versus McMahon yeah. one? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was at Mania. Yeah. So let's. If we're, if we're thinking about things that McMahon has done in Mania, are you really that upset if this one random surprise builds a Mania match with no, Shane McMahon willing right. to do some fucking ballsy shit? Yeah, and we get the little shuffle step. I always love to see that, you know. Money, 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 money. <laughs> All right, I'm down for that. All right, let's talk, talk about some other stuff. Um, uh, Some people, so... This is, uh, I'm just going through the same exact stuff that I did for the women's. So this one, um, 
Drew Mac like along the Bailey Oscar Lacey Evans topic, Drew McIntyre and Elias. Those both make a lot of sense. I don't know if Drew McIntyre can come back that early. I don't think so. Either. Um be- because he just got at the end of day one, they had the backstage attack to set up him being able to go get neck surgery. Yes. However, Drew McIntyre has like the fifth or sixth highest odds to win the rumble. Not to say that that's, that means anything because Lesnar has like number two, which scares the fuck out of me, but yeah. And Roman is three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. but I can see drew. If Drew shows up, I'll be excited. Same. I will too. And I'll, I'll, I'll feel really bad about my final four pick. Cause he's not in there. Yeah. He's not in mine either. And if he's in there, he's going to be in the final four. Agreed. Um, but Possibly I don't win. think he'll be there. Yeah. Definitely a high odds if he's in there and I will instantly start feeling bad about my final four and my winner. If true McIntyre's in there, but I would feel more likely on Elias just because he has been missing. It's the same Lacey Evans thing. Like they've yep. been missing for a long time. Someone that you just completely forgot that was even in WWE. That's how long they've been. Yeah. And they, they're selling him on a roster gimmick change anyway. So what better to sell you on his immediate roster gimmick change than maybe having him show up in the Rumble? Especially after Jeff Jarrett was just on uh, SmackDown, Raw, one he of those two. He threw the guitar in the fire on Raw, if you don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So along the page lines, uh, people that we haven't seen wrestle in a very, very, very long time, Corey Graves and The Rock. I am incredibly confident that one of the, if not multiple of the Royal Rumble entrants will be announcers. Pat Pat McAfee and Graves. I wouldn't be shocked if you got a Pat McAfee versus Graves WrestleMania match where Byron Saxon and Michael Cole commentate it based on what happened at Royal Rumble. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that wouldn't be, that would not be bad. That would be incredible. Yes. Yeah. Give it to me. Matt, McAfee has proven he can do it, and Corey Graves is good, and I'm glad he's eligible to be even back at all. Um, so, I'm I'm putting money. I would I would put money on Corey Graves showing up. I zero percent am picking The Rock to even be in the match at all. Same, same. Okay, I'm, I'm just throwing out like anything that was has ever been rumored here um, to the NXT people. Uh, so we've already talked about Breaker, Champa, Gunther, um, Pete and, Dunn. Gra- and Grayson Waller, Pete Dunn. Uh, the only other ones that I could even possibly see, maybe you're talking like an LA Knight, a Roderick Strong, maybe like a Dexter Loomis. Um, if I was to pick up those three, which one I think would show up would be if Grayson Waller's in, it'd be LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah, that's, if that's... Grayson Waller's not in, it'd be Roderick Strong. Oh, okay. Because I don't think they would put LA Knight in there to like just show he can he can go because we know he can go. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's but I w- AJ Styles. He's one of AJ Styles' good friend. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why LA Knight <laughs> shows up. <laughs> I I didn't even know they had a relationship until that was said. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm gonna put I wouldn't put any money at all. Who was the third one you said? Uh, Dexter. I wouldn't put any money in Dexter Loomis at all. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I would actually put more money in Johnny Gargano than I would put wow. fucking Dexter Loomis. Okay. But I okay. wouldn't put money in either of those two. 
I mean, I'm heavily confident that Gargano will not be wrestling until his baby is born, which it is not. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, all right. There's one extra question that I have for the men's rumble because Ooh. it's something that we that the women's mm. rumble has already been revealed. It's the forbidden door entrant. Will there be one? Who's it going to be? We've already kind of talked, hinted AEW probably not going to be involved. If they ever were, you'd think a Jericho or a Rhodes, maybe. I can't think of anyone else really that could possibly be involved from AEW. And I think we're Mox. on the same page. Mm, I'm 0% on Mox, but I'm 0% on all of AEW. But it, same. If we're same. talking about people that WWE would want to try and get, I would put Mox number one over everybody. They would want Mox more okay. than they would want. Rhodes or Jericho I'm pretty sure so but I we, think are we dead set on moose okay so let me go off real quick it will <laughs> not be AEW. true so if I'm going through the big time players on impact that have a chance to maybe cross the forbidden door too many impact guys or have a bad taste in their mouths from WWE and would say no and yep. their names are Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, uh, formerly known as Kurt Hawkins. Uh, Matt Cardona used to be Zack Ryder. W. Morrissey used to be Big Cass. Sammy Callahan was on NXT. I can't remember what his name was, but he had a really uh, he had a really negative time, and he curses the name Solomon of NXT all the Crow. time. Solomon Crow. Solomon Crow. Yep. Um, good one. Nice. Thanks. And he's he's also injured right now, so. The only two from Impact that I can tell you are like main event guys that could make the transition are Moose or Eddie Edwards. And Eddie Edwards is too big of like a, a independent wrestling, like will never go big time mainstream to ever do that. So if I was to put money on a forbidden door person, it would be Moose. Moose. Which Moose. is also Moose. which is also Moose. the answer to my question to you is if there was a forbidden door person. Who would you be most excited for? It, me, it's 100% without question, not even a doubt, Moose. Because I fucking love Moose. I think it's Moose if Reigns is in the match, which I don't want at all. I don't want Reigns, Lesnar, Rollins, or Lashley to be in the Royal Rumble match. I hate when people are in the yep. in the Rumble match twice and like or in a, and in two matches on Rumble night. But for, for me... I don't think it matters as long as they're a main event player, wherever they're at. I, I legitimately don't. I think I would jump out of my seat, no matter who it was, as long as they are a main event player, wherever they wrestle. I think I would have the same exact reaction and it would be elated. I don't think you're ready for this, but like the minute I don't know someone's theme music in WWE or like hear something that doesn't sound to me like clearly obvious theme music during a rumble rumble, I jump off the couch. <laughs> like, like i don't know what that is holy fuck who could it be it's simon dean you know like <laughs> it's veer mahan but like i'm gonna be jumping up a lot to like get excited for people in this match and i can only fingers cross hope that wwe found a way to get impact to let moose make an appearance in this match yeah that would be incredible uh all right Final four and winner. Uh, I think I went. No, Joe went first last time. Let's just have Joe go first again, but then you can go second this time. So okay. Joe in his final four with his winner had 
Riddle, Damian Priest, Roman Reigns, with AJ Styles winning the Royal Rumble. I hate 75% of those picks. Same. I don't mind the don't... Damian Priest one or I, I or the the AJ okay. Styles winning one. But you go go ahead with yours and, and let's just get okay. all these out of the way and we'll talk about it. Okay, so on the Damian Priest thing, I am similar. I think Damian Priest has a real chance, but I know that him and Kevin have a thing right now. So I think only one of the two of them can make the final four. Okay. And I think Damien's like Damien thing will come out and then he will like fuck something up and get thrown out at the match. Um, so I have Kevin Owens in my final four, not Damien Priest. But I, I can I can see where Damien Priest might be the one who gets it over Kevin Owens. I have Austin Theory in my final four. I have Big E in my final four. Okay. And I have my winner also is AJ Styles to win the Royal Rumble. It's the one thing he's never done. And I think he's the perfect mania opponent for Seth Rollins. Okay. So for me, I <clears throat> I have a wild card in mind. So I usually Ooh. I usually like to, and it's not a good one. I usually like to go to SmackDown to Raw. Um, gross. I went with a very gross one that's just on a hot streak that I could see just like randomly making the final four and being eliminated shortly, like uh, like at the same time as the final five person. Uh, I have Sheamus. I, dude, I was so close on scratching Austin Theory and putting Sheamus because I thought somebody from SmackDown had to be in there. And I picked four Raw guys. But I, I put, have I put odds, but I almost pushed Sheamus. I was close to almost tying you on that. I have AJ Styles in my final four. And then I think to have it make the most sense for my winner to win. My other final four is Kofi Kingston with my winner being Big E. You just played odds. You just went to the internet and you went odds. The odds of the internet say number one is Big E. So Big E can face either Brock or Seth and win his title back. You're playing odds. So the internet picked that, not you. Vegas picked that, not you. I mean, I legitimately had no idea who to pick for the men's rumble until you sold me on the AJ Styles thing like yesterday or whatever. And I had AJ Styles about three hours ago. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't. I just can't. I don't just so everyone's clear. I'm about I have gone 70% AJ, 20% Kevin over Big E, and I'm 10% Lesnar or Rollins or Lesnar or Reigns. I would say Kevin Owens or AJ Styles is a better mania in the mind of Vince McMahon than Big E is. I don't think Vince trusts Big E in the main event of Mania. Yeah. All right. We'll see what happens there. Uh, let's just get the prop bets out of the way real quick. Prop bets, and I'll talk about the the number drawing just very briefly and close out the show. Uh, let's go. Who not on the card will make an appearance and blood and the time the pay-per-view will end. Uh, I'll go with Joe's. Actually, Joe and I have the exact same thing, so I'll just say both of ours at the same time. We both have Finn Balor as our who not on the card will make an appearance 
I think he's just like a main of uh, he's a main player that's just not announced for the rumble yet. And I don't understand why um, blood. I just went with somebody like one of the four people in the two title matches. I went with Bobby Lashley as did Joe. And it's kind of just like a, a four-sided coin flip. I don't I, You could pick any one of those four guys. Um, for time, I have 1149. Joe has 1121. What do you have, Chad? All right. I went with my surprise pick. Uh, I'm going to try and get four points for the price of two. I'm going to pick Ronda Rousey as my surprise pick. I almost went with Alexa Bliss, Bailey, or Asuka and tried to maybe go with someone else in the women's rumble that I think is going to be there. But I'm just trying to get four points for the price of two. And I'm going to go Ronda Rousey definitely shows up in the rumble or after the rumble. Yeah, she's done in the past. Um, my blood, I, I agree with you. It's a it's a four-sided coin um, of the men's rumble match. I mean, the men's um, championship matches. And I went with Seth Rollins because that's worked for me in the past. Um, and then my time to end, I'm picking 11.32. All right. Uh, and then because it is the Royal Rumble, uh, we have 10 people in the predictions contest. So we each got three random numbers. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit of luck involved with the predictions contest. So uh, out of everyone's three numbers, if one of your numbers and it counts for both rumbles, if you, one of your numbers wins the rumble, you'll get two points. And then you'll also get one point if one of your numbers makes it to the final four. Uh, gets the most eliminations or is the iron man of the or woman of the rumble so lots of things to keep track of there for the predictions contest um we'll be posting up the prediction sheet on twitter after the episode comes out once i have all the predictions from everybody it's going to be fucking awesome i cannot wait uh yeah i just cannot wait uh let's close out though next week we are obviously going to have our beer ratings uh, from the Royal Rumble, there's talks that we might possibly do an immediate taping of our beer ratings from the Royal Rumble directly after it while we are shit-faced. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Chad is in. I just have to convince Joe to do it. So we'll see. Uh, and then we'll have the weekly recap along with that, with the fallout from the Royal Rumble. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. We have been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Chad. We'll catch you on down the road. I was thinking.